0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo E-Sports podcast. This is episode 309 for the week of uh, October 15th, 2023. If I can read, that'd be great, you know. The title of this week's episode is, Phase Hit Final Form, History Has Been Made, The World's 2023 Post Show. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. This week I'm joined by the man in the game Fuel jersey, Will, a.k.a. I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Um, when I meant Monday evening, I meant Wednesday evening because <laughs> I was so locked in thinking it was Monday for a fucking second there. But no, it's Wednesday. Yeah. And,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, world travel put a wrench in recording time. So here we are on a Wednesday. Here we are on a Wednesday. I'm doing well as well. I'm tired,
0: but uh, that doesn't matter because we have a lot of shit to talk about, Will. Lots of shit to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the live show. If you're tuning in live, we have VDSL, Juan, John, uh, don't worry, I, I'll get to the subs in a second, Ikuza, Halt, welcome back, Dragon, Ben Jammin, welcome back, Ashley, welcome back as well. Elani, good to see you. The boys, they did it. I was going to wait till later on in the show, but fuck it. It's live. We do it now.
2: I was right. I was
0: right. Fuck yeah. Woo. Woo. I was right. Holy shit. Yes. I was scared. I was fucking scared. After Winner's Round 2, I was scared. But fuck yes. Oh, my God. Oh, we're going to talk all about it. Don't worry. John with the 5 month 3 sub. Ashley with the 7-on-3 sub. You guys get a woo! Thank you so much for the subs. Lottie, it's great to see you. Can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be a fun time. Oh, my God. An anonymous gifter with the gifted sub. Hey, anonymous gifter, you get a woo Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? We have our 2023 World's Post show going over anything and everything related to the 2023 Halo World Championship. We're going to break down the series. We're going to talk about the event from a spectator perspective. Uh, This was Will's first Worlds, so I'm uh, interested to see his take on everything as as to how it went down. Um, Obviously, we'll make comparisons to last year as well, and uh, it's going to be a good time. And then, of course, we have a deep dive into the release of Halo Infinite Season 5. So, yes, it's going to be a big boy today. Got a lot to discuss. So, Will, I'm not going to delay any longer fucking words. Let's get into some competitive news. (laughs) Ranked update for Season 5. This is by 343. For nearly two years, we've watched the greatest Halo players on Earth wield their battle rifles to duke it out over a dozen global events for millions of dollars in the HCS, as well as each of you inside the various ranked playlists inside the game. This has been some of the most amazing Halo we've watched. Thank you. And now, nearly two years later, Season 5 for Halo Infinite launches on October 17th. In other words, it's already fucking out now. And it will bring big changes to ranked. And we couldn't be more excited for you to play and compete. Introducing the Bandit Evo. When the uh, Bandit was introduced in Season 3, we knew it had the potential to capture the hearts of the competitive community. Sure enough, it did. And we heard loud and clear from you that competitive Halo needed a single-shot fire starting gun, something that made you giddy when you got a perfect kill, something that made you jump out of your chair when you turned around and outgunned someone who had the drop on you, something that rewarded your individual skill more while also not taking into consideration how bad the desync is in the fucking game as it is. That something is the Bandit Evo. The Bandit that shipped with Season 3 was designed to be an on-map pickup weapon in the Assault Rifle class. And we felt it hit that roll just right. However, if we wanted to adapt the bandit to be the starting gun, it needed, to be comp- it needed a complete overhaul as it was going to fill the utility role. Competitive Halo requires a utility starting weapon. It is the cornerstone of the entire experience. You need to be able to fight off your spawn, even when your opponent has all the power on the map. This meant it needed range. So we gave the new bandit evil a 1.6 times sight. So now you can knock that sniper out of scope. It also needed to be reliable in its firing mechanics, so we've drastically reduced the bloom and recoil. It also needed to fit in a similar time to kill to that of the BR so that players always have a chance to come back in a fight, and so we've decreased the rate of fire a bit. At the same time, it's important that weapons are balanced against the Bandit Evo, so of course, it has D-scope. And then of course it has a list of changes that I don't necessarily need to go over here because you should already fucking know about it. Okay? Okay. Additionally, the red reticle range has been increased for both the Bandit Evo and the Bandit, therefore making it a little bit better at range too. Like that. When you combine all these elements together, you get the new starting weapon for ranked playlists as well as the Halo Championship Series for year three. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, I like the original Bandit. What does this mean for that gun? Don't worry. It's still there. It'll be, with its normal tuning, it'll still be available in the game and across various social playlists it's featured in. Additionally, all your Bandit customization will work for the Bandit and Bandit Evo. You just need to customize it once, and the game will automatically apply the changes to both Bandits for you when you load into the with a Bandit Evo and pick up a normal Bandit. With a new starting weapon in rank, it's a great opportunity to jump back in and prove yourself in time for the year three of HCS kicking off in 2024. Let's talk about extraction, shall we? Actually, let's take a slight break real quick. Mr. Epic Beast with the 100 bitties, thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy. CG, welcome back. Riz and Zarn, welcome back as well. Hope everyone's having a great night. Justin, welcome back to you. EXTRACTION, Halo 4's mode extraction returns to the franchise for the first time in Halo Infinite. Extraction is a tried and true battle-tested game mode that went through the rigors of many tournaments from 2012 to 2014, and we're excited to bring it forward to Halo Infinite. How does it work? Well, in extraction teams must enter a zone Auto zone and plant the extraction device. Once planted, the device will take 60 seconds to extract what the fuck is going on with the bits right now, and the planting team must defend it while their opponents need to convert the device to extract for themselves and reset the 60-second timer. Once a team successfully extracts the device, they will score one point, and the zone will then move to a new, predetermined location. The team that scores four points wins. Extraction will be played on the following maps in the Ranked Arena playlist when Season 5 launches. Live Fire, Recharge, and Streets. Extraction will be a totally new dynamic to the Ranked and HCS rotation. We can't wait to see all the strategies start to form now that it's released. Let's talk about Forbidden. Introducing Forbidden, a brand new Halo Infinite 4v4 map built for Ranked play. Forbidden is not a remake, but rather a totally new design that harkens back to classic Halo with not only its map layout, but also its artistic approach. Forbidden is a symmetrical map that will be featured in the Ranked Arena playlist with Capture the Flag, three captures to win. In terms of power weapons and power-ups on the map, each team receives access to a sniper rifle, which is well-suited for the map with its longer sight lines, but distinct cover and routes to traverse through the map. Forbidden will indeed be going into the HCS rotation for year three, and will announce the final rotation in January, before the competitions kick off. There will be some map and mode combinations rotated out in order to make room for extraction and Forbidden. Forbidden will be making its way into the Ranked Playlist in the coming weeks after Season 5. We're still fine-tuning weapon layout, equipment, and spawning, and want to ensure it's a great experience that the competitive audience enjoys instead of releasing it in Ranked before it's ready. Please note that the list of map and mode combinations in Ranked Arena for Season 5 will not be indicative of the final list for when the HCS Seer 3 season begins. We'll be keeping a close eye on the performance of all map and mode combos in the playlist and we'll be making final decisions in January January 2024. Viper, welcome to the live show. Uh, 40 ounce, get in the zone, of zone. Danny Phantom, welcome back. Good to see you. Hope everyone's having a great fucking night. HCS year three. As announced at the Halo World Championship, we're excited to confirm that a year three of HCS will be taking place Starting in 2024, which leads up to yet another $1 million Halo World Championship. But until then, we'll be hosting some open tournaments on Faceit to give players something to compete in for fun. And they begin later this fall. Follow at HCS on Twitter to see the latest. Thank you once again everyone who supported Ranked Halo Infinite and HCS. And thank you for making this yet another incredible year for competitive Halo. Then finally... I almost made like a Tashi's tantalizing tidbit thing, but I decided not to. Instead, we have a ranked rotational playlist by Tashi. There's an update on it. He says, the season's first ranked rotational is ranked Slayer. Based on your feedback, we made some tweaks from the last time it appeared. Motion tracker is off. AR has been removed from the starting loadout. Wow. Like a normal ranked fucking playlist. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. But the Bandit Evo is the starting weapon so there you go the bandit evo is the starting weapon lvt with the raid the fucking jesus christ the giant ass fucking raid holy fucking moly thank you very much what's up lvt raiders hope everyone's having a great night we got a lot to
1: discuss
0: we got a lot to discuss get excited
1: I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. You know, uh, um, loading up season five, I saw that ranked Slayer was there, Mm -hmm. but the description still said AR starts underneath. So I didn't dive in. I did not know it was changed.
0: It's funny you say that because when you load up a custom game with the uh, ranked Slayer variant, like the 343 ranked Slayer variant, if you load up a custom Mm -hmm. game, it still says BR starts in its description. Yeah. So there's that. John with the five gifted subs. That means you get a wow, 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 Oh my gosh. John, thank you so much. Kicking it up, baby. Uh, Rose, Josh, and Limerick. If I mispronounce that, I apologize. Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. That's it for the competitive news, Will, which means it's time
1: for
2: Roster Media.
1: Yes, right away. After Worlds, we do have a piece of Rostermania news. We do. It concerns Barcode. And he states, with Worlds twenty twenty-three coming to an end, I thought I'd be I thought it'd be a good time to confirm that my visa's been approved and in the process of being extended for twenty twenty four. I hope I get the opportunity to come back and compete in NA. Bring on the new bandit starts. So there you go. Barcode looking to come back. Confirmation from the
0: Australian himself.
1: Curious uh, if he'll land anywhere. What teams are going to look to for a shakeup?
0: I would assume he lands somewhere. Whether it be in ANZ or whether it be in the U.S., I assume he lands somewhere now that he's got his Visa sh- shit fucking figured out. Tools says me and Barcoder Team 2 hit me up. Oh, shit. There you <laughs> go. Tools getting in there. What's up, Tara? Tools. Welcome back. Wolves, welcome back.
1: Tools, how did your um, Onyx grind with no HUD go?
0: Yeah, you're playing fucking squad battle. Last I checked, I saw you're playing. You're playing on Rats Nest when I when I was able to tune in. I saw you playing on Rats Nest. Just finished Diamond Three today. Okay, okay. Fuck yeah, dude. Better than I'll ever be, Danny. Welcome back. Good to see you, Herc and
1: Super Shadow. Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Um, but yeah, that's all, uh, all we got for roster mania.
0: Then it's time for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo esports needs. Buy his merch. It's awesome. It's there. Saturday, October 21st. We have the darkest hour cursed co-ed 4v4 in the Halo one circuit, 2023 grand championship. Stay tuned for those. They're going to be a good time. That's it for the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. And there, for Will, this is where we typically have Scrim Tournament League recaps. I was an idiot and forgot
1: to remove them from the show notes. (laughs) Well, we have one big tournament recap to go over here.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) No. Was there a tournament that happened over the weekend? I I think so. I don't know, man.
1: Fuck. I should have paid more attention.
0: Yeah. Was history made over the weekend? (laughs) I don't think. I don't know, man. Wait, 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 wait. Was I right?
1: Okay. You got first place right. All
2: right.
0: I did. I
2: got first place, baby.
1: Fuck. Yeah, I did. (laughs) That's right. It's time for a topic. will small claps there. Thanks.
0: I'll take the small claps. I don't fucking care. Um. All right, it's time for our topic. 2023 Halo World Championship post-show. We got a lot to break down here. As is tradition with the show, we're going to start with pool play. Then we'll go through our how our predictions fared. Then we'll go to bracket play, and we'll go through how our predictions fared. And then we'll talk about overall experience with the event, um, our overall thoughts of the event. And uh, we'll keep repeating how I was right about uh, first place. Except that's not going to happen. Tool says someone hooked these boys up with drops hat. fucking who cares. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Daddy says where do you get the black face Halo jerseys by the way? They sold out at Worlds on Friday which sucked. Well Daddy you were there right with me but like I got it there. You know. Ha! Bitch. Uh it even says Halo World Championship 2023 on the sleeve. This thing's fucking sick.
1: <laughs> did they say if they'd have them online, or did you ask?
0: I didn't ask. Ah. No, I I, I assume that they would, but then again, with company with organizations and merch on their website, I should never assume because you you never fucking know. You never know. You're welcome, Daddy. Anything for you. But hey, hey, Daddy. Face. Don't worry, Tools. Don't worry, Tools. We'll talk about how shit sold out. That's in the bad things that happened at the event. Don't you worry. We'll talk about all of it. We have some series to talk about. We have some fucking series to talk about. Why is he in the corner? Because he's sitting on on top of the Quadrant mini-helmet. Love it. Costa, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. All right, Will. As as always, anytime you want to chime in about any series or anything, let me know. Let's go for it. Sick. Will, before we get into actual series breakdown, we have to talk about the drama before the tournament. Oh, yes. We have to talk about the drama before the tournament. Okay? Guys, you may have noticed that One of the pools, one of the pools in Worlds had three teams instead of four. And there was supposed to be four teams in that pool. You may have noticed that. That team that was supposed to be in the pool was Ascending Baseline. And we didn't see Ascending Baseline compete at Worlds. Now, we we were wondering, well, what the fuck is going on? And then we saw some tweets go online. First up was Fluxer's tweet. And uh, Fluxer is the player that wasn't able to play for Ascending Baseline at Worlds because, here was his statement, I won't be playing at Worlds 2023 due to severe sickness, rendering me unable to travel. Such a sad way to end the season, but it is what it is. Well, Fluxer, we wish you the absolute best. We hope you recover as soon as possible. And that... Honestly sucks, especially right before the biggest event of the year. I know, right, I assume that you wanted to compete just as much as everybody else did. So then, respectful, a player of Ascending Baseline said the following. Unable to play with Flux this event due to him being in the hospital. So we're being forced to play with our coach who has one fully working hand. Keep that up here. Keep keep that up here in the in the brain. We'll, we're going to come back to it in a second. Last Taylor World Championship, I didn't get to play game five versus United, and now this. Rules have been changed for other teams in similar situations. And then, and then, there's a whole lot of speculation online. There was a whole lot of he said, he said, back and forth online. So I talked to someone and lo and behold, it was the ascending baseline coach as a matter of fact. And uh, here's what, here's what he had to say. So yes, Fluxer was unable to compete due to being hospitalized. That's true. The HCS would allow Ascending Baseline to compete with their coach as their sub. That was the rule. The rule was if Ascending Baseline wanted to continue to to compete, they could use their coach as the sub. Now, what about his hand? Respectful says his hand was broken. He couldn't fucking play with a broken hand. What are you going to do? His hand was not broken at all. His hand was not broken. Literally talked directly to him, saw him, sat next to him. His hand was not broken. He showed me his hand was not broken. Turns out the players didn't want to play with their coach, which gave them the other ultimatum of simply forfeiting their spot in the tournament. It wasn't broken. Don't believe everything you read online, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: When he when he fucking when he told me that, I just sat there and my mouth was just open. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? I I couldn't believe it. They they just didn't want to play with their coach. And then his words, not mine, but his words were like, this was their, like the player's excuse uh, was like, quote unquote, saving face. Like, that's what. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Here's another fun fact. Here's another fun fact in the HCS rules, will in the HCS rules, the the handbook, right? Yep, It it states, it states that if you purposefully do not compete at your best, you can get fined. If you purposefully do not compete at your best, and it is found that you did not compete at your best. Like you purposely didn't you can get fined. I would love to see the HCS go after them for that. I can't fucking believe it. I'm going to be an asshole here. Okay. I'm going to be a straight up asshole. Okay. They were going to lose anyway. If I'm, if I'm being a hundred percent right now, like these, these teams are supposed to be the best of the best. They're invited for a reason. So on and so forth. But when you look at that pool, I feel they were going to lose anyway. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, right. They'd go 0-3. They were going to lose anyway. But the fact that you didn't even try, other teams would have killed for that spot. Mind Freak Lo- no, you don't have to press the button. This is no joking. Like, Mind Freak lost their spot to Divine Mind in the play in, in that playoff uh, tournament at Fort Worth. Yeah. Mind Freak would have killed for that spot. Are you fucking kidding me? Just because you didn't want to play with your coach. And the travel was covered for them, right? I believe so, because they're an invited team.
1: And the... To- the coach was there. He was there. The Literally event. sat next to him. He was there.
0: <sighs> anyway. Fucking absolute <laughs> shitters. Are they better than I'll ever be in terms of skill? Yeah. But like the fact that you don't even fucking try in the biggest, the fuck is going on upstairs? Sounds like running around. That sounds like shit's falling
1: and shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. You're, on, you're on the biggest stage and you have a chance to compete mm-hmm. in front of everyone. Uh, biggest viewership Hes has had since launch. And you're just like, nah, we don't want to play with this guy. Yep. I don't. Yep. Couldn't fucking believe it. So there's that.
0: So there you go. Ascending baseline didn't even compete. They forfeit. So that pool was actually split down to three teams. And the the results of that pool are fucking insane. But we'll get to that in a minute. Let's start this pool play series breakdown. Pool A. I want to talk about complexity going up against G1, Will. So what I want to start with, okay? All right. There really wasn't much to discuss here other than the winner of this series would basically determine who would win second in the pool. Yep. Leading to a, uh, predictions being incorrect as complexity proceed to correct course from past events and dominate this G1 roster within this series.
1: Yeah, history showed here that G1 was kind of on the up and up and were competing very well and complexity kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me.
0: They did surprise me as well. I thought that I thought that previous placings were gonna dictate how this went out, hence why we had G one over Complexity in the pool. Didn't really work out that way. But shout outs to Complexity for beating G one here. Good on them. A win's a win, and uh fairly convincing one at that because the games that uh, complexity did win. King of the Hill Live Fire four to two, CTF Aquarius three to one, Stronghold Solitude two fifty to forty four. So shit. Um, That's all I have for pool A, Will. Do you have anything else for pool A? Uh, Nope. Okay. I'm going to go to pool B. Probably the one that I have the utmost respect. Uh, Viper, they're in the show notes. Go check them out there. I don't have like a full screen of them. You can go, they're in the show notes. You can follow along. It's all there, I promise you. Exclamation point show notes in chat. So Probably the biggest matchup that surprised the fuck out of me, and I want to give a massive shout out to who had them over to who had them over Cloud Nine in this pool because people had this prediction correct. I didn't see this happening. Luminosity beat Cloud Nine three to two. Luminosity showed the fuck up for this series, and the Slayer performances alone proved it. Game two was Slayer on streets fifty to thirty seven. And game five was Slayer on live fire 50 to 35. With this win, Cloud9 would take fourth in their pool and be eliminated from the tournament with a top 16 finish. I believe this is the first time a Mexican team has made it out of pools from not being eliminated. Like in an elimination style pool where the fourth place team gets eliminated, I think yeah. this is the first time a Mexican team didn't.
1: I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but I think. I think that sounds right to me. So. I don't have the greatest memory for all these old tournament placings, though. So. hmm Good shit,
0: tools. And then we had Space Station Gaming going up against Sentinels. Game one was Strongholds on Live Fire. A couple great triple caps by way of both teams during the early game, but the play that stands out the most... Was an overshield play by Boo Boo Dubu, where instead of staying in A uncontested for the capture while his teammates were elsewhere on the map, he decides to push out to B, put pressure on the map utilizing the, the overshield, and proceeds to capture the B stronghold while his teammates finish the capture on A. Boo Boo then cuts through pillars and repulses from tunnel to top mid, brushing literally against a player. Like they they went at the perfect time. So SSG was going down, he was going up. Yeah. Um, And then. To help prevent the SSG capture of A. Unfortunately for Sentinels, that was all that could be done as SSG proceeded to get back to back squad wipes on Sentinels and, lead, and uh, lead up the rest of the series to win 250 to 233. Game two, a Slayer on Streets. It was a nail biter throughout the entire game, but it was SSG coming out on top 50 to 49 as Spartan was unable to get a pick while sitting near Rockets. He was basically, he was bottom mid. I believe Boo Boo or somebody else on the team was back A. So like they were getting the shot too. Like they're getting the cross shot. It's just Spartan couldn't go anywhere. So there was that. And then game through is oddball and recharge. Up 77 to 50. Bound is unable to play the ball from top elevator and Sentinels complete the perfect collapse, preventing the ball from leaving the area. Sentinels are able to run with the newfound momentum and win the first round 181. Speaking of elevator holds, SSG are able to complete one of their own and take one second lead to allow the final seconds of the game clock to tick down for an 84-83 round win. Round three was 99-35. SSG need one second to win the round, the game, and the series. Falcated his other plans, though, dropping 52 kills over the course of the game to try and will his team to a game win. Unfortunately for him and the Sentinel squad, the setup is broken and Eco is able to get the remaining second needed to win the round. One hundred to ninety six, the game two to one in the series three to nothing, a very, very close series, regardless
1: of being in pool play. Yeah. I mean, those games, one round of slays changes the outcome. One kill in the slayer, you know, Um, very close series. I was, very happy with how well Sentinels played. It was just pool, so I had, I had hopes for them going into the bracket, but I uh, wish the map count would have showed a little bit more how close the series was.
0: Absolutely, because, yes, if you just look at the map count and you see a 3-0, you're like, oh, they got blown out. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Go look at actually how that game was played, like how those games were played. They were awesome. Very, very close. And, yes, Viper, it was a wild game by him. He was popping off, especially in that third round. He was popping off. And Dragon, if you hear anything else, let us know, please. Uh, Jack James and the Certified Richard, thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Then, um,
1: I believe that was it for me for Pool B, Will. Yeah, you're hitting on all the series I, I had listed out myself, and so you're, you're good the rest of the way here. Perfect. Pool C.
0: Native White went up against Shopify Rebellion. All right. Let's talk about the Game 5 situation here. Game five was Slayer on streets and Shopify are up nine to four when Collects game crashes. Time for a reset. For the reset, Shopify need 45 while Native White need the 50 kills to win the game. Okay? But what if I told you we never got to 45 or 50 kills? And yet, we still end up in a tie. Because that's exactly what happened. The reset goes to time with Native White having a five-kill lead, 42-37 over Shopify. All the while, Ryan Noob had one Rocket left in the chamber, but he didn't want to give up his life in response. Time for another reset. In what was hopefully going to be the final round for these teams, Native White obtained the last set of Rockets and complete a beautiful collapse on the members of Shopify to allow Mick Wynn to get the easy Rocket kill on the last surviving member of Shopify in Mental to win the game 50-47 and the series 3-2 something to note about this pool was how there ended up being a three-way tie between native red native white and Shopify in terms of series count one to one because of the forfeit of ascending baseline and therefore it came down to map count as to placings within the pool we'll talk about we'll talk about placings and when we get to the placings and then finally pool D tools I'm sorry but we got to talk about it Let's talk about Navi LVT. Due to the other two games in the series basically being blowouts, I want to focus on game one. Strongholds on Live Fire, where I believe we see the reason as to why the remaining two team remaining two games went poorly for LVT. This game had a reset very early on, with the first game ending be, uh with the first game ending uh before being reset. For the reset, LVT need all 250 points while Navi need about 221 or so. Up 248 to 158, LVT have all the momentum, only needing a couple more seconds to win the first game in the series. But Navi end up winning the game due to the reset rules by getting the amount of points needed before LVT were able to get their two. And like I said, the other two games were not necessarily close. So Navi ended up beating LVT three to nothing, and LVT end up getting last in their pool. Will?
1: Yeah. Let's talk about pool placings. Okay. Do you want me to run through them? By all means, feel free. In pool A, Optic Gaming came out on top 3 0, followed by Complexity in second 2 1, G1 in third going 1 and 2, and Divine Mind being eliminated going 0 and 3. Yep. Pool B, Space Station Gaming 3 0, Sentinels in second with a 2 1, Luminosity third with a 1 and 2, and Cloud9 being eliminated going 0 and 3. Down to pool C, Native Red. Shopify and Native White all go one and one in a tie, which I predicted. You did. So I was right. You were right, but uh, who I got the placings right? You got the placings right. I work. was right! I was like, how do you choose when it's a tie? It could literally be any of them. Anyway. They, they just
0: like throw their names in a hat. And they pull one up and be like, you won the pool. Yeah, Congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be the fucking funniest thing if they decided to do something like that.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, pool D. Face Clan 3-0, Quadrant 2-1, Navi 1-2, and LVT going 0-3. They did. They did indeed. with that, Divine Mind, Cloud9, and LVT are eliminated. They are. Uh, Real quick, we'll go through our pool predictions and how we placed.
0: In Pool A, we were 2 out of 4. In Pool B, we were 2 out of 4. In Pool C, I was 4 out of 4. You were 2 out of 4. And in Pool D, we were 4 for 4 on those. Can't really complain considering how close we had some of these matches. Yeah. You know what I mean? So very nice to see you. Glad the team's brought the, com- the competitive heat. Rasta with the two-month resub. You get a woo! Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Good to see you. Firm mattresses all around. Uh, Scotty F in Maine and Master Chief. Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. And yes, Ikuza, he was at Worlds. He was indeed. All right, Willie. Ready to talk about some bracket play. Go for it. Let's do it up. Winner's round one. Quadrant versus native red. I want to talk about game five, which was Slayer on recharge. We're going to talk a lot about Slayers, Will. A oh, lot really? about Slayers. Okay. Lots and lots of Slayers. Lots and lots of really close Slayers. Overtime Slayers. 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 Slayers.
1: <laughs> Slayers.
0: Slayers. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Slayer on Recharge. After a monstrous fight between the two squads at Hydro, the game slows to a crawl, tied 47-47. to SLG and Suppressed proceed to trade out double kills, which ties the game again at 49-49. And just as Quadrant leave camo to native red, it's Tallick caught out at bottom elevator alone against two members of Quadrant. Tallick falls, Quadrant win the game 50-49, and the series 3-2. to Fucking bunkers. What do you call it when you get false conclusion from a data set? Uh, that is going to be Josh today. What do you mean? What do you mean tools? Explain motherfucker. So there's that. That series is very close. <laughs> Guys, remember when I said native red aren't a top three team? Just wait. The spawn was so silly. Oh no, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Tools. The other thing too is like there were um. The I think it was optic phase, and uh, you're gonna say slayers are needed. I love them. I love slayers. The spawns. Don't get me wrong. Spawns suck a lot of the time. Like don't get me wrong here. Spawns suck a lot of the time. I just I love, I love. I don't know. I just love them. I love the tension. I love when you have incredible pop-off moments. I love how things can slow down to a crawl and just, it takes the one person to make the mistake or the one person to make the push and things can just swing so heavily. I just, I just like it. I just like it. I like them. Um, yeah. Quadrant win that series. Moving on losers round one. Sentinels against native white game four, king of the hill on recharge. Could falcated stood in the hill for literally one more second. That was the question being asked by everyone who watched this game. That damn sea hill. Sentinels have it nearly capped to win the game, but with 34 seconds left on the game clock in a dream, native whites start to do the unthinkable, but oh boy, was it scrappy. Kills being traded left and right. No one team getting a good setup, but it is native white continually putting progress into the hill. But in overtime with three members of native white down, Falcated and Boo Boo Dooboo, albeit Boo Boo was one shot, decide to back down from the hill and not get time. Instead, both teams spawn back up and almost immediately go three dead on each side. Now, all that remains is Falcated and tapping buttons. Falcated, while one shot, proceeds to run away from Tapping, who is chasing up C-steps, but is ultimately taken out by Tapping and Sneaky. Tapping all the while standing in the hill. His teammates bring the back up and proceed to get the final time needed in the hill to win the game 4-3 and to send the series to a game 5. So, could Falcated have stood in the hill one more second to win the game? Honestly, maybe. As it all depends on who hits their final shot. Falcated or Tapping. Both were basically one shot in that instance, but only Falcated had no shields. So we have a classic who shoots first situation. Because if Tapping is able to connect immediately, then Falcated dies anyway, and we probably have the same outcome. But if Falcated lands his, then we may have an earlier series win. Because spoiler alert, Sentinels win game five. And then game five Slayer on streets, but the fact that Sentinels had to come back from an eight kill deficit at the 39-31 mark, and that they did, Getting eight unanswered kills to tie the game later on, 43 to 43. Boobo Dooba proceeds to pop off with the stalker rifle, and we have a Sentinels lead for realistically the first time all game. And with that lead, Sentinels never look back. They win the game 50 to 46, and they win the series 3 to 2. 3 to 2. Chica with the 16 month resub. You get a woo! Thank you so much. Thank and you. Bullseye, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Uh, Daddy, Tools referenced it. Tools did reference it. And yes, the spawn was fucky. The spawn was absolutely fucky. Never going never gonna to not say that. And then the other losers round one matchup I want to talk about was Navi going up comp- against Complexity, Will. I don't have much to say about this series, to be okay. honest. But, Navi won. They won 3-2. to two. And for the first time ever, they placed top eight at an international LAN. Their best placing ever in Halo Infinite Esports.
1: Was there a Halo 5 team that got top six with Jimbo? Yes. Yes, there was.
0: Um, I'm remembering the logo right now. I think the team started with the letter I.
1: If someone in chat has it off the top of the head.
0: I'm, oh my God, why am I forgetting it? But yeah, I believe it was Jimbo's team. And it was at a DreamHack event. Was it Infuse? That sounds, yeah, that sounds right. Yes. Yeah, thank you, VD. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. But yes. Yeah, Halo Infinite Esports, first time. So congratulations to them. And Complexity are eliminated from the tournament. Will, winner's round two. We have to talk about it. Optic phase. Guys, if you would have seen me at the event during this series, I was a mess internally. I, my heart was racing like crazy. I, let's, let's set the context. This was the matchup I was waiting for this tournament. Based off how Pools played out, this was the matchup I was expecting to have happen in bracket play. Okay, for winners round two. Optic have statistically had the upper hand against FaZe all year. But I was putting my heart on the line for this one. Because I had thought that if FaZe won this match and then won against SSG, again, statistically proven to do so, that they would then win the tournament by making making it to the grand finals from winners. Well... It may not have ended the way I wanted in this series, but we'll get to the grand finals in due time. Game one was strongholds on Solitude. Attention, players! We need to clean up on Isle Solitude, please. All of Optic are cons- are constantly on spawn rotation and simply cannot make a play to stop the bleeding. Phase obliterate Optic and win two fifty to seventeen in less than five minutes. But spoiler alert. This series is far from over. Optic just won Fort Worth. They're not going to go down easily like that. And I swear to God, I swear to God, I was sitting next to Justin. And I looked at him and I'm like, this ain't over yet. This, this ain't over yet. That was a great win. Don't get me wrong. That was a statement win. That was awesome. But it, there's, there's no way Optic are getting swept right here. No way. Game two was Slayer on live fire. This one comes down to time. We need to watch that final optic push one more time. Will, we got a clip. Let's watch what happens, shall we?
3: Determine if goes for an immediate push.
0: Is it going through? Yeah.
3: Okay. ...tries to collapse. Or if we see Optic Gaming start to get that opening. FaZe will have to defend here. Renegade with this AR,
4: top mid. Optic needs to make the play. Trippy's going to slide, but he's going to find himself. Renegade a little bit too close for comfort, manages to stay alive. Renegade doesn't want to overextend, but now he sees the opportunity to push. Formal gets the trade, but here comes Lucid. Lucid gets one, APG gets one, Tie game again. Look at the game clock, 44 Trippi. here! Trippy gets a kill for 44, 15 seconds left on the clock! What a push from Optic Gaming! But who gets the final kill? It's Big Game Tripp once again, living up to his name! Fate has to push, there's a grenade at the of Lucid! He sends it back with that repulse! And Optic Gaming! Clutch up suffer. in the it's final suffer. moments with one of the best pushes!
3: 50 seconds. Okay, go ahead. Keep an eye on the opening damage here. We'll determine if
0: so that happened. <laughs> Optic win
2: forty-five
0: to forty-four. No, Iku's. I want. I want to have chat on that section too. Like I want the focus to be on the gameplay and then like, because we just want to watch it happen again. I don't think we necessarily need to be bigger than that because we'll just come right back to this. Um, so that was fucking crazy. Face had the lead. They had everything ready to go. And then everything just crumbled for them. Optic made an unbelievable collapse. It was fantastic. And yes, John, you make a really good observation. Says Lucid with that repulse was crazy. Huh. I think i make a note about Lucid later on in my notes about his equipment usage. It's like somebody should try to take it away from him. (laughs) Because he's kind of pretty fucking good with the repulse. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Game three was King of the Hill on Recharge. Just like that Strongholds game earlier in the series, this was Optic's turn to handily win an objective game, and they do. 4-0. Game four is Oddball on Streets. Optic go four dead at the end of the third round while FaZe had the lead. FaZe proceed to let the time expire and win the game 2-1. to We're going to a game five. Game five was Slayer on Solitude. This game was not only a teamwork masterclass by way of Optic, but also goes to show you how much better optic primarily lucid was in equipment utilization during this game and series. Something players should remember going into the next year of HCS is that they should never allow lucid to get anywhere near repulsor or hell, any equipment for that matter. The man is just literally built different when utilizing the, what the sandbox has to offer. As for the game optic never lost the lead from basically the moment the game started anytime phase would get a pick another member of Optic was at the ready to ensure FaZe never had a kill advantage. These teams are close, really fucking close. But this time it was Optic who comes out on top with a 50-47 to 47 map win, a 3-2 series win, and FaZe are the team that need to make a loser's run. Keep in mind that I have FaZe-winning worlds. This is what the team change was for. This is what all the practice all year was for. And up to this point, no team in Halo Infinite Esports history has completed the bracket reset and won the Grand Finals from losers. I'm not going to lie, I was nervous. My heart had been pounding all series. Optic looked to be right back where they were this time last year. And that is terrifying for any team going up against them. Next series. Actually, Tara, for the uh, three-month resub, you get a what? Thank you so much. And Prism, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Hope everyone's having a
1: great night. He wanted a whisper woo.
0: Oh, Tara wanted a whisper woo?
2: Yeah. Whoa.
0: There you go. There you go. You get two woos. Enjoy. Enjoy your two woos. Next series, Will. Losers round three. Sentinels against Quadrant. The matchup of the two teams that I believe are fighting for the top four spot in any tournament moving forward, including this one. Yeah. And for Worlds, Quadrant just looked flat this series, while Sentinels are full steam ahead. Quadrant showed signs of life in the Game 3 Oddball on Recharge, but nothing really came to fruition, as Sentinels fairly handily take the second round to win the Game 2-1 to in the Series 3-0. to Will, something we always say on the show is any given Sunday or any given series. Sometimes you have an off day or an off tournament as a team. Shit happens. And this time it looked like Quadrant just had the bad tournament. Sentinels showed up and showed out and they continue their losers bracket run. Losers semifinal. struck for the two month resub. You get a woo! Thank you so much. Uh, chef, if you're if you are literally generally coming in here and thinking that Optic need to make a team change, stop. I'm gonna ream those people later, trust me. <laughs> no. Loser semifinal. FaZe against Sentinels. I want people to keep in mind here. Remember SLC, Will? Remember what happened when FaZe went up against Sentinels at SLC? Who won those series? Uh, that was Sen. Yeah, twice. Yeah, Sentinels beat him in pool play, and Sentinels eliminated from the eliminated phase from that tournament. Let's see if that changes. Game one was Strongholds on Recharge. Even a crouching Boo Boo hit in Dubu getting the back whack on Frosty and A wouldn't allow Sentinels to win this game. Instead, FaZe, keep up the pressure and win the game 250 to 232. Game two Slayer on Solitude. Time to see if the Slayer Boogeyman would come back for FaZe once again, considering what just happened to them playing against OpTic in this map. Fortunately for FaZe, they killed the Boogeyman as they took a lead at the beginning of the game and never faltered. They went 50-42. And Game 3 was King of the Hill on Live Fire. Sentinels throw those other two games away and act like they never happened as they go up 3-1 to very early on. And I say very early on due to the amount of time left on the game clock. <sighs> but surely Sentinels don't let this lead go. Surely, Sentinels don't allow FaZe to get three captures in a row to not only win the game, but sweep the series, right? Well, it nearly didn't happen. But FaZe have bigger aspirations this event than to go home in the top four placing. FaZe complete the comeback within the game to win 4-3 to three, and the series 3 to nothing. Sentinels take fourth. Winner's final. Optic against Space Station. If there's one thing people should have learned over the course of the year is that you need never count Optic out of anything. And when a reverse sweep is on the table, Optic came to feast. After an exhilarating King of the Hill on live fire, Optic clean up shop and take SSG to task in the Game 5 Slayer on Aquarius 50-39 to 39 to complete the reverse sweep and guarantee a spot in the Grand Final. I thought for sure that history was going to repeat itself again. We saw what happened last year when Optic won Orlando. They came in and just wrecked shop. They win the world championship last year. Everything was kind of pointing towards that way. Let's see what happens. Let's go to the losers' final phase against Space Station. Ladies and gentlemen, they've shown hints throughout the weekend. But this was the series I was finally shown the phase that I've been expecting all year long after making the roster change for Renegade. Would they have wanted to make the grand finals through winners? Of course, every team wants that. But this is where they are, and they have a job to do. And so do we, Will. We need to talk about that Game 2 Slayer on Aquarius. And really, we need to talk about that final play.
3: some sort of flank and opening. They're just trying to find any information they can. Yeah, the, the problem is that no information is being given. Neither side, really. They've just been playing this one as slow as they possibly can. And both teams just have these traps set up as well. Oh, hey Dave, looks like I was right. It's not, you still got hey, Dave. 15 seconds on this hey, one. Hey, hey, hey Dave. All right, looks, looks like, like we right. will be going to the OT and siding on these last <laughs> couple kills. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here comes a massive push. The they push coming. They oh! can't stay fight, get the answering kill. One second left. He gets that. Oh my God, he got the kill. 49-49, it's a one kill game. World 2 is up on top on P-side. Two players gonna be tucked away inside of the fridge. They're gonna be so weak. Oh my word. 50-49, to Faze pull off the win.
2: What just happened, David? there
1: from So there's that, that. That was that was insane watching it in person. Renegade pops around that corner after um space station goes up, uh, ties the game again, and then they're all just sitting there in fridge. Nade comes through. I never saw who got the final kill.
0: Uh, I think it was um, Royal 2 through a nade in back fridge.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I think it was Royal 2 who got a nade off in back fridge. So they knew that Frosty was back there. They knew that he was alone. And it's it, it because we don't have net, the, the, the comms from that moment specifically. Maybe we'll get them later. But clearly there was a call out to be like, Let's push so we get this kill. We get the one kill lead as time expires so they don't have a chance to come back. Right? Yep. So they push out with 10 seconds left. They get the call. They make their push out. They kill Frosty and Fridge, but there is just enough time, barely on the clock as it hits zero, where Renegade swoops out towards front of the base, gets the kill from back Fridge, Ties the game. We go into overtime. The rest of the players are sitting back fridge.
1: Right? Yeah. If you have nades, and Bob's re- your uncle. <laughs> yeah, you have, uh. well, what must have been Royal 2 on P2. And, you know, Renegade got the pick from the, what, what were they, yellow side? So yellow table, yellow P jump, wherever he was. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing to me was Renegade, it looked like his shields were broken. Yep. As well, and he got away without them getting the, the, the trade, which is huge from him, to be able to get in, get out, and then, yeah, all it was that go massive. down at the very last second.
0: The very last second, and and Daddy makes a great point. He fucking swooped, he phased in there like, like it was nothing. He... whether he was top mid or bottom, whatever, he makes it over towards front of their base in order to get the kill at the very last millisecond possible to tie the game, to send it into OT. And then basically S because SSG thought like that they had a great play. That was a great play. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that was a bad play because it didn't work out in their favor. They had their play. They executed it flawlessly and
1: well, if they pushed a second and a half later, literally,
0: that's that's all it came down to. It literally came to a second, a millisecond later. Yeah, that's all it was. Like they, that play was so great, it just the timing was just off, ever so fucking slightly, and like that's how awesome and how close these teams are, right? These top three teams are so fucking close that it's moments like that that separate. Mr. Fucking love you, man. Thank you for the fu- uh, thank you for the sub, Rob Stark. Thank you for the thank sub you. as well. You guys get a woo. Let's go. Like that play was so fucking awesome because both Walshy and Golden Boy thought. Well, Golden Boy first thought it was going to go to overtime, and then Walshy's like, "Okay, GB, whatever." And then <laughs> and then GB is like, "Hey, Walsh, look, hey, look." He's like, "All <laughs> right, I guess we're going to over." The Golden Boy like, "Wait a second. and they all fucking line up right there. And then push out steps towards Fridge. We're like, oh, shit. And it just didn't fucking work out. It was so close. I loved the play. I loved the play call because I also kind of thought it was going to go to OT. Both teams kind of sat where they were. Nothing really going on. Trying to gauge where people are. Trying to find angles. See where people are. But they knew Frosty was there. They knew it. And they're like, all right, guys, here's the play. Let's fucking run it. And they were, they were so close. So fucking close. So that was the unbelievable slayer. Faze proceed to win game three like normal Argyle games go, two time, and win the series three to nothing. SSG take third, and this marks only the second international land in the last two years where SSG have not made the grand finals. The first one was Charlotte this year.
1: They kind of feel like the Halo 5 Envy team were like they were destined for second. They did get the one win, mm-hmm. but man, the Space Station's just right on the edge.
0: They are. And the the funny thing is, too, is that I thought they, they're statistically, like, stats aren't everything, guys. We already talk about this. We we hit this home all the time. Stats aren't everything. Scrims don't matter. Okay? Understood. Understood. But historically, historically, when these three teams match up against each other, there's a consistency in how well they do, right? And consistently, historically, um, SSG do really well in loser's bracket. They just win in losers. They do. They don't always make it to grand final from winners, but they always make it from losers. They're always phenomenal in loser's bracket. And... This time they just th- this time they just didn't. Faze phase, phase came collect. Like they correct, I mean. Phase came correct. They they fucking wow. Wow. So that was fucking insane. That that slayer was fucking insane. So phase win. My predictions are in shambles. But Will, do you remember? Do you remember? Back at the beginning of the year. Or too early to tell. Too early to tell predictions. Do you remember when this phase roster came together? When the boys from Sentinels, they let Lethal go. They join up, phase. They get renegade, and we thought to ourselves, "This is going to be the matchup we see all year long." Yeah, phase optic. And frankly, it didn't happen very often. Surprisingly, no, because SSG always got in the way. Played a little spoiler. Motherfuckers just get in the way all the time. You know? God Damn it. Yeah. No, good for them though. They're yeah, they're yeah. always they're always right there. Obviously, love SSG. Absolutely, absolutely. Got their new jersey hanging up over there. Shout out SSG. But we finally have Phase Optic in the grand final. And not only do we have them in the grand final, but we have them in the Halo World Championship grand final. The one that means the most. A little story time here before we get into this grand final. I can't remember if it was Friday night or Saturday night. Justin, if you're still here, let me know when you got your phase uh when you got your Royal Two card etched. Whatever night that was, I, I talked to Royal too. And I'm like, hey. You better win this shit. I told him that. I said, you better win this shit. He's like, we're going to try. And I'm like, he's like, that's the plan. I'm like, I'm predicting you guys win. Now, granted, my predictions are always wrong. But I still predicted you guys to win. he's like, why didn't you guys predict OpTic to win then? And I'm like... Because I want you guys, I think you guys are going to win. Like, I, that's it. You guys better fucking win this. was <laughs> like, all right. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, we're on our way to the venue, Will. And who do we see in front of us that's going to walk the opposite way? None other than Royal One. Yeah. Their coach. As we cross paths, I look at him. And I said, you better win today. <laughs> you did. I did. Straight up, I did. Guys, let's talk about what happened. Hurts. Now, Will, hold on now. It hurts. Hold on now. Will predicted that Optic were going to win. Yep. And and for all intents and purposes, it sounded like they were going to, based off of how things would be going on, right? I wanted FaZe to win. Those were our predictions. He had Optic, I had Phase. Would I have been sad if Optic had won? Sure. But at the same time, I can, I will say this at the end of the show, uh, at the end of the topic, but I'm going to say it right now too. Every single event has gotten better in terms of Halo that's being played. Yeah. Every single event this year has gotten better every time. This event is no exception. This event had the craziest series, the craziest games, the craziest moments we've had over the course of the last two years. Hell, I would go on record and say that I think it's the best event we've ever had. Simply in terms of a gameplay perspective. Yeah. So when I say I'm happy that phase one, obviously I'm happy phase one, but like optic were fucking amazing throughout the year, throughout the tournament. Let's get to this series. Game one was oddball on recharge. Two very close rounds were both end in a perfectly timed push by either team leading to a 1-1 tie heading into the final round. Now, something to note here is that it wasn't even uh, really until the third round of this game where FaZe actually played the ball as intended. For both the previous rounds, I don't believe FaZe had a proper play ball moment. This could be due to multiple reasons. Optic never giving them the chance to get the ball out of location that they were in. Faze not having the timing down to do so before the optic push, etc. Whatever. Regardless, I think it was an observation worthy of pointing out. Okay. A major fight happens at the back of Hydro, which allows Faze one last attempt at winning the game, knocking up, knowing Optic only need three seconds to win the round and the game. Renegade last alive on Faze, grapples the ball to himself from Bat Ledge, while Royal Two spawns toward Longhaul and Formal spawns an A. FaZe need this setup to work out in gold, and they only need 28 seconds to steal the game win. But Snakebite gets a very unfortunate spawn towards the pit, which makes him an easy kill. Royal 2 then immediately trades out with APG. Renegade gets taken out by the pushing Optic members, and now Frosty is last alive, trying to desperate the ball out of long haul. Frosty's not able to get this far as he's t- uh, not, not able to get very far as he's taken out by Lucid, and Optic finish the game two to one. Game two is Slayer on Solitude. Will, you and I understand that Slayers do not really begin until the 30 kill mark, but let's check in a little early to see how things are going. Because we know what happened in Winner's Round 2 on this map and mode with these two teams. FaZe could never get the upper hand. But what's this? 29 to 20 in favor of FaZe to kick this game off? It's great! But remember, this is Optic we're talking about here. You know, the reigning world champions in Optic. Oh, and would you look at that? Optic bring the game right back and tie it 34-34. to And what proceeds can only be described as a bloodbath between the two squads. Lead changes left and right. Kills traded left and right. And all the while, the clock is always ticking down. 45-44. to FaZe with one kill lead. 25 seconds left on the clock. And Optic will be spawning outside while FaZe will be in plaza. Plays have nowhere to run as Optic completes the collapse to win the game 48-46 to 46 and take a 2-0 series lead. Game three was CTF on Aquarius. Guys, keep in mind here, let's, let's preface the following. Optic need two more map wins to win the tournament. It's plain and simple. Two more map wins, they win the tournament. Was talking to Lottie before everything else goes down. And she said that um, the first two maps were heavily favored in optic, like in terms of their record on those, on those map game type combos. And then the next ones were more towards the phase side. So let's see what happens now. Game two, game, game two, game three was CTF on Aquarius optic looked to be putting in the first flag of cap of the game, but frosty decided to play some mind games with optic while utilizing the QT running into the optic base, throwing the flag out for, for the contest, and then phasing the fuck out of there to continue helping his team with the Slays. Royal 2 is able to make a flank of a lifetime to prevent an optic flag capture by taking out APG and then getting the return. Phase soon, get the uh, they get their first flag cap of the game. Then we have a nice Slayer match until the last couple minutes of the game where Phase are able to make a move once again off the heels of an optic push. Snape bite was able to make his way to the optic base while his teammates and optic members were fighting for for control of the phase flag. Regardless of formal spotting him, Snakebite was planning on rotating back towards his teammates from Optic's pistol to prevent the optic flag run. But with two quick kills by way of phase, the flag run is stopped, and PJ immediately turns around while in Optic's util and decides to make a play on the optic flag. He's able to pull the flag and proceed to be an absolute nuisance for OpTic while he waits for his teammates' assistance. The OpTic squad is wiped out, the flag run is in, and FaZe show life in the series, now 2-1. Game four, strongholds on live fire. FaZe do not let up their momentum from the last game. They win a convincing 250-147 to 147 and tie the series 2-2. Two two. Game five was Slayer on recharge. FaZe was up. 46 to 37 with 42 seconds left on the game clock. And it looked like Snakebite's game had crashed. As we learn, we didn't know this in the venue because we didn't hear Onset say it at the desk. But Optic proceeded to forfeit the game as stated by Onset during the main broadcast. They let FaZe take the win. Clutch then tweeted out the following. Optic agreeing to move on from Recharge Slayer after the crash is polarizing. In one of the most stressful moments of their careers, they were offered a free ticket at a second chance, but they didn't take it. I didn't know I could respect those dudes more than I already do. Tippable. So personally, my thought, when this happened, I genuinely thought that they, like the refs looked at the game and was like, there just isn't enough time. So, we just we they, we just gave the win to phase because there just wasn't enough time in the game clock. They weren't able to get the kills necessary. Whatever. Yeah. But optic, great sportsman like conduct. They could have taken the replay if they wanted to. Not a big deal if they didn't. But they decided not to take the replay. They give the map win to phase. There's that space station with a three month resub. You get a whoa. You better fucking release that hoodie. Release the hoodie.
1: Which one? The orange one?
0: The one that mimics their jersey. The players were wearing it. Oh,
1: yes. Release the
0: hoodie. Hashtag release the hoodie. Start it now. Space Station, we love you. You guys were amazing. Thank you all for all the memories during the weekend. Thank you guys for the uh, after party at GameWorks. You guys are fucking incredible. You do great work, you have a great roster, you make fire ass merch. Release the hoodie. Release the hoodie. I hope you liked the stickers as much as we liked you guys' stickers. So, will we be seeing a bracket reset in the Grand Finals? Game six, King of the Hill on Solitude. Phase go up two captures to zero and play Slayer for the rest of the game to prevent Optic from capturing a hill within the remaining game time. It's bracket reset time, ladies and gentlemen. Faze are looking like a championship-winning team. Grand Finals bracket reset. Game one. Strongholds on Solitude. Hey. Remember game one of winner's round two? Oh, yeah. When Faze absolutely obliterated OpTic and Strongholds on Solitude? Well the literal exact same thing happened to kick off this grand finals bracket reset with optic scoring 22 points to kick the game off. And then phase proceed to score 250 unanswered points to win the game. Game two was slayer on Aquarius. Oh boy. The observer bug where we thought the game had crashed. Oh yeah. But nope. Instead. FaZe take the lead 38 to 32 once we get observer access back to the game. But as you should understand by now, with teams this close in skill, no lead is strong enough to last the rest of the game. Case in point, when Optic rally back and take a one kill lead to kick off the end of the game, 43 to 42. And then? Well, then, Will. Things get fucking insane.
3: 50 seconds left. 43 to 42 here, Optic only up by one, the let's go Optic chance starts in the room as well, the next push will determine the game.
4: Optic fans start to believe once more, maybe Optic themselves on that main stage start to believe once more. We've still got time left, Lucid gets one though, Trade it out immediately, it's a one kill game.
3: They're gonna flood there, it's a perfect flood into the fridge to make
4: sure that kill is traded out here.
3: 44, 43.
4: Lucid in the 1v1, oh we got Windy in there! The pressure may be felt when Lucian, this renegade, comes out with a kill. Fifteen seconds remaining. Oh, and renegade cuts down formal. One kill, the advantage here for face. Gets a free kill. He knows he needs to clear out the base here. They're up by one. Seven seconds left on the clock. Here's the push. Royal two gets one. Three seconds left. Formal. Ties the game up once more, it's Absolute Carnage in the base! Optic make the push! Optic make the push! APG's controller was down, we're into overtime, it's If We 40... went into overtime, it was tied up as the game finished. 48 to 47,
3: it was tied 47-47 there. Now into OT. Have you Un- ever seen anything like this? And it's just how it goes with these two teams. 2.38, but you won't need that much time on the clock here. Optic
4: Gaming needs two, Phase needs three. We've just learned there's new margins. We thought it couldn't be closer. We just learned it could be. Overtime in a slayer. Trippy with some shot grenades. Optic wanna make the play. They want to be aggressive, but Trippy's gotta be careful. Look at Frosty! He's ready to jump up onto this! They have to make the play! Half shield is Trippy! No shield is Trippy! <laughs> no shield <to> Trippy. <laughs> but can he survive it? Here?
3: <laughs> here goes Formal. Need need
4: wait, Faze have to retreat. And even though FaZe are down by one, they cannot afford to give away a few kills. Stay by, he'll go down. It's one more for Optic to tie up the second series we find ourselves in. 49, 49! Oh my god, Royal 2 gets the kill. It's one kill. It's one kill. Lucid kind of trapped on the bottom of pink here. FaZe do not know where he is though. It's a complete standoff. This might be the closest Slayer game you'll ever see. Yes. Lucid 16 and 12, guess what? <laughs> Optic's right
3: back in. the go it it Lucid, unsurprisingly, is your standout Slayer player. We've seen it time and time again. FaZe unable to keep him down. And now he's positive four game in his hands here.
4: 60 seconds or so left. There's a few long range grenades coming in as well from Formal. Checking those corners Who's the bravest player on this main stage
3: Getting a bit of info here Here comes a little bit of push from FaZe. I've never seen anything like this. OT has been extended all the APG's way Here comes
4: the, the info. push. APG's got the info. Who's gonna win this fight? Stay by
2: So that
0: happened <clears throat> Wow <laughs> 50 to 49 an unbelievable again overtime slayer where literally as the clock was zero zero got tied got tied again again. Trippy litter. I mean not Trippy, APG literally thought the game was over. Set his controller down. He had his controller down for a very split second. Like yeah. he wasn't just fucking sitting there thinking they won. That was crazy. Danny Phantom. And Smiley, thank you guys for the resubs. Seven months, as a matter of fact, for both of you get a woo! And Scotty, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So, yeah, if you rewatch that over, uh, APG and Lucid were sitting bottom. Both were obviously getting shot at. APG backed off. Lucid held forward. So, it is what it is. A crazy, crazy fucking play. Game three is oddball on live fire. This one wasn't even close. And remember when I mentioned how FaZe weren't playing the ball in game one of the first best of seven? Well, this game had one of the greatest play ball scenarios I've seen. If I'm not mistaken, with uh, I believe this was Frosty getting pushed out of top tower to then throw the ball directly to Renegade, I think it was, who then play uh, picks it up midair and proceeds to play it off the map. I think that's what this game was. Game four, King of the Hill on Solitude. Even up 2-0 in the game for Phase 3-0 up in the series, you can never count out OpTic from making a comeback. That is Will. Unless Royal2 gets a triple kill to solidify the stealing of the third hill capture from you, basically putting a stamp on the game, this series, and the tournament. Will, last clip, please. Oh, you got another
1: one. 43 to 34,
3: 149
4: left. Royal2 goes in, doesn't get that kill. Same boy gets one. There's the help as well from Frosty. It's three dead.
0: Recharge, thank you, Fable. I apologize. With
4: Optic so close to capping that hill, Andy. FaZe just won't give them anything.
3: Look at the stop there. Unbelievable. Once again, Optic just needed one extra—not even a second, a fraction of a second—to put that first hill on the boarded elevator. FaZe gets the break.
4: Optic though does have time for a break here. Can they make it happen? One dead per side. Renegade taking damage. Snake and Royal two.
2: To score.
4: Holding strong though. This could be the tournament right here for Optic. And the same could be said for FaZe. Statewide gets the first kill. 4 on and APG though. They get two. Red against Statewide down. Lucid will fall. Royal 2 trying to shut the door on the hopes. Trippy flies in. Royal 2! With what might be a championship winning triple kill in the elevator. Want to stop
3: there from FaZe. The timing was just off for Optic Gaming. They tried to make it happen.
0: Turns out that basically was the tournament. Phase prevent Optic from coming anywhere near getting back into the game to win the 3-1, the series in a 4-0 sweep, and becoming your 2023 Halo World Champions. Eight maps in a row. A 4-0 sweep in the bracket reset the first time in Halo Infinite eSports history where the team from Losers Bracket completes the bracket reset and wins the tournament. Leading up to this, FaZe also 3 0 all their matchups in the Losers Bracket on their way to the Grand Finals. That's a 3-0 against Native Red, 3-0 against Sentinels, and 3-0 against Space Station. Therefore, Will. Yeah. Would you mind running through the standings for
1: the tournament? Before I do. Yes. Uh, a tweet came out from Snakebite. I don't have the date on this. Oh, his journal. The 17th. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yesterday. And I just want to read this. He said, Made it a thing this year to journal every day and focus on my goals in gaming and in life. Writing out what I wanted to accomplish and reading it every day made a huge difference to my mentality. Not going to lie, this entry hits differently. It's an entry from 10-15 Sunday. And it states, if the photo will load, Day 3 of the Halo World Championship. It's do or die. I know we can go go out there and make history. Nothing left to to say, so let's go make it happen. I will become a three-time world champion. And Diddy. And oh, boy, he, Diddy. And then I have to share my favorite comment. Uh, Royal 2 says, meanwhile, I'm in bed butt naked eating sun chips. Good for you, Royal, yeah, Royal Thanks, Three Roy. Rings. Thanks, Royal.
0: Um, Real quick, Music Fiend, thank you for the follow. And said, glad I met you all at Worlds. I learned a need to make more stickers. Ran out by Saturday. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the show. Good chatting. And absent with the three-month resub, you get a Woo! Says, thank you for all you guys do. Great catching up this weekend. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen, my man.
1: Greatly appreciated. All right. So the standings, mm-hmm. the placements, I should say. In 13th through 15th, we had Divine Mind, LVT, and Cloud 9, all taken home five grand.
0: I like how you didn't in, even include ascending. That's fucking hilarious.
1: In 9th through 12th, we had Complexity, <laughs> Native White, G1, and Luminosity. Taking home 10 grand. Or did I say 10? 5 grand for the first one, 10 grand for the second one. That's so fucking funny. On seventh and eighth, we had Rebellion and Navi. Taking home 25 grand.
0: Congratulations to Navi for placing top eight. Yep. I did not see that happening. That great showing by you guys. I will say, probably the fuckiest uh strongholds game I've ever seen in my life was you again was you guys against Native Red. That shit was fucking weird. But other than that, congratulations on getting top eight. That's really fucking cool.
1: In our fifth, sixth placing, we have Native Red and Quadrant, both taking home forty-five grand. Not a top three team. Quadrant underperformed. Fourth place, we have Sentinels. I was just going to say Sen, but I needed to say the whole name. Sentinels, taking home seventy grand. Congratulations to them. Space Station SSG in third, taking home one hundred ten grand. Congratulations to them. Optic Gaming in second, two hundred twenty grand. And in first place, Phase Clan, taking home four hundred grand.
0: I'm going to say this one more time just because I want to. I was right. It didn't happen the way I wanted it to, but it happened regardless. I was right. Fuck yeah, man. Holy shit. Goddamn. But seriously, these top three teams, uh, this is this is how I feel this is right now. Um, this is the way that I look at how these teams are right now. The top three are incredibly close in skill, in my opinion. I believe those top three are the top three. Whatever order it is, I think order, depending upon the weekend, can be interchangeable. But, like, those top three teams are the top three. Okay? Then I think, honest to God, as of right now, like, if we were to keep this season going the way that it is, I believe there are two teams fighting for the fourth place spot. That is Quadrant and Sentinels. I believe those are the two that are, that are the two solidified teams fighting for the fourth place spot. Fifth, sixth you have a wider breadth of teams that are competing for those fifth, sixth spots. As we've seen based off of how these series went at worlds, native white played a lot better than I genuinely thought they were going to. Um, Native red uh, did play well in some of their series as well. Shopify, they played kind of as expected as well. These teams are really fighting in my opinion for those fifth, sixth spots. But like I said, I think the top three have been and are still solidified. I think the fourth place team, the two teams fighting for that spot, in my opinion, is Quadrant Sentinels. I truly believe Quadrant just had a bad weekend. Plain
1: and simple. I just think
0: they had a bad weekend. And that happens.
1: Yeah, that the match where they got knocked out, they, they did just look flat. They did. They they're just not look their normal selves.
0: Yes. And that's not to take away from Sentinels. No, Sentinels played all. great. That series. Yes, I'm never, like I say, will all the time. I'm never going to take a win away. Like when, when native red, uh, when they place high, I'm never going to take a win away from them. I'm never going to take a win away from the team. I see it. How you got there. I look at how you got there. so, There you go. And sent Sen played remarkably well to get where they were. They, I think Sentinels had probably one of the craziest tournaments. Like if you look at the games that they played, their, their series were close. Their games were close. It was fucking like, they, they had a lot to get through. So good for them on taking fourth and congratulations to phase i on taking first place. Okay. Will you see it online all the fucking time before we get into the rest of this, the rest of the placings and stuff for like the, the, the FFA and the side tournaments and whatnot. Let's answer the question right here, right now. Will. Okay. Okay. The question is, first I'm going to get rid of this, and then I'm going to move this back. There we go. The question is, Will. Oh, my God. Optic lost. They got second place at the Halo World Championship. Surely they got to drop APG or Trippy. Oh my god! SSG got third place at the Halo World Championship! They also lost to a top three team. They need to make a fucking roster change, right? Right? Uh, Do any of the top three teams need to make a roster change, Will? No. um,
1: Thank you! Honestly, they don't need to, but there is a new meta shift in now.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Things are going to change. We... We might see some people moving around. I don't see optic wanting to make a change. Um, I said it earlier in chat, but I think the only way they do is if someone retires.
0: That'd be the only way I could see it happening as well.
1: And love you too, Dave. From I mean, if you watch the Unlock series on formal, if he does want to retire, it means he's not enjoying the game anymore because that's why he left COD as he lost his passion so
0: I think I think APG not, obviously not in an unlocked episode, but I think APG also said it in like one of the um the process videos, where it's like, yes, he he's up there in age in terms of competitive player, but he loves playing the game, he loves competing, yeah, he still loves to do it, and he still plays at a very high level so
1: Yeah, I don't see any of them making a change. Uh especially Space Station with Bound. I mean, he's been the biggest advocate for a single shot weapon coming in. Mm-hmm. And maybe he can um can open up his gameplay. You have Frosty and Renegade, who are nasty with single shot weapons. Yes. On phase, and then Optic Lucid. He's he's incredible with anything you give him in the sandbox. Yep. That's why you got to take shit
0: away from him in the sandbox.
1: So you want to win against optic. So. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see who does all move around. There will most likely be roster mania in the off season, right before the season hell during the season yep. of 2024. But right now I don't think the top three make any changes unless something wild happens. Yes. Now
0: I will go on record and say this, there is always, you know, like in, in American football, for example, in the NFL, there's always a matchup that you look at, like maybe it's once a week, maybe it's half a year or whatever. There's always a matchup that you look at on the schedule. and You go, that's an automatic win for a team. And then it, it's not that it's not that way. The uh, The team you expect to lose wholeheartedly wins that game. Yeah. Okay. There always seems to be something with roster mania and halo where something fucky happens or not necessarily fucky, but something that you wouldn't predict. It does actually end up happening. So while I personally do not believe that the top three teams, hell I'm going to include quadrants. So that like the top four teams, hell I'm going to include Sentinels, the top five teams. Well, I don't personally believe that any of them will make a change Because guys, we need to also keep into consideration here. I know that everybody's gonna look at Sentinels and be like, they're never gonna win a tournament. I know there's people out there like that. I know it. They were still relatively new. They had not been together for very long. Okay. So more time under their belt, more practice under their belt, and they're always fighting against these top three teams any given
1: Sunday. Any given series. I mean, again, going to back to the new meta shift, mm-hmm. Falcated and Boo Boo were crazy on H5. They were. Might translate over to the Evo play. Just saying.
0: So I don't think any of them are going to make a change. Because look at who won every tournament this year. Look who won every land this year. How many repeat winners did we have? Two. Optic and Charlotte and Fort Worth. Yep. Phase at um Arlington and Worlds. SSG at SLC. Who won Dallas? I'm forgetting who won Dallas. Chat. Quick. Who won Dallas? I'm an idiot. Remind me. Remind me. Phase one Dallas. There you go. Phase one three events. So phase one, Dallas. Phase. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, chat. Daddy was at all three phase wins. You're the lucky charm, man. You're the fucking lucky charm. There you go. There you go. Dallas Arlington worlds. But do you all think literally no one on C9 complexity or native white aren't better than anyone on Sen? Nobody were talent sniping. I think they If we're looking at just pure individual talent wise maybe I'd have to dig deeper into that personally but a lot of it is about team comprehension. A lot of is is a lot of it is about team composition, team comprehension, how these players play together. It's not in spring, I know you're not saying this. I just want I just want everybody to understand. It's not literally as simple as plug and play. Right? It's not it's not that you can take any of the top players and put them on another team and they would succeed. It's about how they play as a team. And when you have more time together as a team, if things are working out and the chemistry is there, then you you can probably go a lot further than top talent on a team that doesn't have chemistry. Beloved says phase will only get better. Other teams will have to make changes. I feel like other people are going to fucking say the same thing about optic last year. Optic are only going to get better. Teams are going to have to make changes. SSG won an event this year. Optic had some poor placings this year.
1: Huh? I mean, Soul Daddy brings up the, the point there renegade when he was on phase with Spartan, they just weren't it. They weren't. Renegade is a hell of a player. We know that. Yep. Spartan's a
0: great player too, but it finally feels like Spartan's on a team that he enjoys. Like it, it feels like Spartan is on a team with players that he enjoys that respects him. Not saying that Renegade doesn't respect Spartan. And I'm not saying that at all. It's just a lot of it. A lot of it has to do with team chemistry. A lot of it does. This is why I'm, I want it. Like I'm trying. I am going to be an asshole. Like, this is why I hate seeing these comments immediately after Worlds takes place. Oh, does Optic need to make a change because APG and Trippy performed really badly in the last best of seven? No! It was one best of seven, you fucking morons! What are you talking about? Holy shit! A player can't have a bad series? I don't care if he's on a top team. Is he not allowed to have a bad series? Are you serious? What the fuck are you talking about? Bathroom time. Be right back. Sounds good. Will warn me about this ahead of time, so don't worry. Will's going to be okay. He'll be back. All right. I just, I, I don't, I'll never understand, like, people knee-jerk reactioning to a team that they expected to win. And they didn't win, but took second in the biggest event of the year. And then they're like, oh my God, they didn't win. They need to make a change. So guys, are you telling me, hold on a second. Are you telling me that if optic one, that phase would need to make another change? Is that what you're telling me? Are you telling me that if optic one worlds after the bracket reset, after the bracket reset, if, if optic one Worlds, you tell me face needs to make another change? Like really? No. No. The fuck? No. Unbelievable, man! I it's, it's fucking crazy. Oh my god! Trippy and APG had a bad series. They need to get dropped. You fucking morons. Look, I don't claim. I don't claim to know everything. Okay, I'm not a pro player. We talk to a lot of them. I'm not a pro player. We talk about the scene. We talk about our reactions, our opinions, all that stuff. And I never claim to know everything. It's a lot of things I don't know, but if you seriously believe that optic need to make a team change because they took second at worlds after just winning Fort worth, you need to fucking open your eyes and get the fuck out. Because frankly, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. Do I think Sentinels make a roster change? No. No, I do not. The reason I do not is because I think they just want more time to gel together. Because when they are on, they are fucking on and they're a pleasure to watch it's awesome to see Spartan popping off and screaming and fucking looking across the stage, going "Joke, joke!" It's fucking great. It's great. Love it. So no, I don't think they make. I don't think they make a roster change. Do Quadrant make a roster change? No, I don't think they do either. Because I think they all love each other. I think they all have a lot of respect for each other. I think they are inarguably the best team in that region by a mile. No offense, native. I mean, no, no offense, Navi. No offense. I think they stick together too. Now, any other team? Any other team outside of that top five area? Yeah. Absolutely. The world's your oyster. Have fun swapping. Because I think there's going to be lots and lots and lots of changes that are going to be taking place within those rosters. Absolutely. Absolutely. To what extent is next season? All be, Honest to God, like up to, I'd say... Uh, last major before Worlds. I'd say last major before Worlds because, like, teams that qualify... If, if the rules are the same, if the rules are the same teams that qualify for worlds from the last major have to keep their same rosters. Like they have to keep their same rosters. So that's, that's what I'd say. There's my cutoff point. Dragon. Let me just, again, say that that was from talking with their coach. Okay. I sat right next to him. I asked him about the debacle because I was getting so many fucking off the wall answers as to what was going on with that team. I wanted to talk to him directly. That is what he told me. He told me his hand was fine and the players just didn't want to play with him. Take with that what you will. That's the information that I got firsthand from the coach. Um, spring says C9 will roster swap with Fnatic and just cease to exist in HCS calling my shot. It, all jokes aside, I feel bad for that C9 team too, because there were times where they showed glimpses of like, Oh my God, this is, these guys are like pretty fucking good. I mean, obviously they're good. They they're competing at a pro level, but like I would see serious that they play. and be like, you guys fucking went on a little run. there. awesome. That's awesome. And I love those guys. Like, obviously I want them to succeed. It just, it sucks the way that it worked out. Good for Navi. Great for Navi. Or what am I, why am I saying Navi? Um, great for Luminosity. Jesus Christ, I'm getting teams mixed up now. Great for Luminosity. That's awesome for them. Love that for them. Just obviously I was expecting a little more out of Cloud9, you know? Um, Daddy, I, I did see your question before. He says, in your opinion, who benefits the most with the Bandit and who do you think it hurts the most? I think it helps literally every H5 kit. <laughs> like, seriously. Now, Daddy, I'm going to take it a step further because literally every pro that I talked to over the weekend, every single one of them was excited for it. Genuinely excited for it. I talked to Mickwin as well, um, and I asked him. I'm like, one of my personal concerns was an Aquarius. You spawn right away. You want to try to get some contesting off the rip. Like, right when you spawn, you're able to cross-map with the BR. I was worried about not being able to do that with the Bandit. We're going to talk about the Bandit later in, in depth, trust me, because Will's played a lot more with it than I have. But, and then I also worried about Argyle. Yes, that versatile trash pile. And now Forbidden, because of how fucking huge Forbidden is. I'm worried about range. That was my personal worry about the gun. Not how it shoots, not how faster, how slow it reloads, not it's rate of fire or anything. I was worried about range because yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am one of those people that feel like if you're not like, I want to be able to be viable in a fight at any given time. And my worry was if you're, if you're playing Argyle and you're playing CTF, right? And a team gets the squad wipe and they're trucking, they're running the flag down and you spawn up at your base, and you look, and you just can't hit them, and you have to watch the flag go in. That was my worry. And based off what McQuinn was saying, it doesn't sound like it's really going to be the case. Sounds like I don't necessarily have to worry that much. So, honestly, unless the player is a diehard BR fanatic, then I think they're going to be just fine with the bandit starts. So sorry for like a, not really an answering your question, daddy, but that's the way I look at it. I think Halo 5 kids are going to excel. I don't think it's necessarily going to hurt anyone because everyone that I've talked to has been like, yeah, we're all for it.
1: Go ahead. What are, what are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the ones who excelled in H5 will most likely excel in this. Um, I thought today this might, out of the top three teams, Mm -hmm. might benefit SSG the most because they were so dominant with that splice roster. Oh,
0: my God. They were so good.
1: They shook up a lot of things. But then again, we are taking out thrust and stabilize and all that, which they were just insane with everything in, in Halo 5. So, I don't know.
0: Juan tweeted out <laughs> a picture with our show and the All in Juan sticker oh. on my laptop. Yeah. It looks like he's about to cry. Love you, Juan. I told you, it's taking a first place spot. I haven't been the able laptop. to
1: place my stickers yet. I got our Worlds one on there because we had those early, obviously, but yes. all the ones I got while I was there. Got to put them on. Yeah.
0: Got to put them on. Yeah, you're on there, Juan. You're never you're never being taken off unless I get a new laptop. That's a different question. But <laughs> there's a reason why I have a Dbrand skin on this because if I ever do need to get a new laptop, um, then I can just take the Dbrand skin off with all the stickers and save it. See? It's great. If you send me more? Send me more. Please. I love stickers. All right. Obviously we're gonna talk about the BR later. but just want to throw this out there again. No, the top three fucking teams don't need to make a team change, you fucking morons. All right. FFA results. In eighth place was ECHO. I don't know how to necessarily pronounce it. Seventh was Kidnasty. Sixth was Super CC. Fifth was Maddie. Fourth was Switch It Up. Third was Fluriously. Second was Goober. And first was It's The Last Shot. Congratulations to It's The Last Shot. The bracket and the VOD will be included in the Google Doc of the show, along with every fucking else thing, every other thing else thing else that we talked about. In the show, will be in the show notes. Exclamation point show notes in chat. Check it out. The Send City 2v2 throwdown results. Third and fourth was Spartacus Fears and Elusive Fears and Fluriously and JK. Not me. Second was Young Yardo and Ah Fancy. And first was, oh shit, Shotzi and Avenue. And I believe Shotzi and Avenue did not drop a map. So... What's up, PD? Welcome back. Good to see you. What a great weekend. What a great fucking weekend. Love you. Halo Infinite 2v2 first place was Ave and Diagram. Halo 3 2v2 first place was Septify and Century. Halo 3 4v4 first place was Neighbor, Alumni, Fury 4s, and Wolfmane. Halo 2 4v4, hey, look at that, was Neighbor, Mr. Mr. Ferrari, North Snipes, and Mr. Monopoly. And cosplay contest winner was Kenneth Dohert, which was the uh, George uh, cosplay from Reach. And Wait. it looked
1: mighty fine. Yeah, it was really
0: good. Mighty, mighty fine. Yeah, Snake, I don't believe they dropped a map. I think.
1: I think. If I if I remember the tweet correctly. I like that uh, SSG got their rat cosplay in. They did. They did. Got it done in time. It was fucking
0: hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And Beth is right. Shotzi did have to go to his own stream to type in his own chat to figure out what his uh, s- uh, settings were
1: for Halo. That's hilarious. Yep.
0: And it was so. What was even funnier about that is that not only did he have to go into his own chat to find his settings, but he typed to himself in his chat, Why the fuck can't I remember my settings? Like, he genuinely typed that out to himself. Like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, that's great. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh. Neighbor used his clout to bring his friends to the front of the line in front of me and my friends, but I got the last laugh. I made a mean tweet about it. Spring, is that true? If so, that fucking sucks. Um. Here are your event award winners. The main slayer for the year was Lucid of Optic Gaming. Or not of the year. This was uh I believe this is of the event. Best subjective player is Snakebite of Face Clan. Best support player is Penguin of Space Station Gaming. The best coach is Lunchbox of Optic Gaming and the MVP of the 2023 HCS season, as voted on by the players, was Stellar of Space Station Gaming. Let's talk about our thoughts of the event. Tashi's tantalizing tidbits. The 2024 roadmap, he says, let's run it back. Excited to share more details about the format and roadmap in January in January. And I would not be surprised if the first event is in fucking February. Because why the fuck wouldn't it be? PDS, was there an MVP of the tourney? No, there was not. Because I was also wondering the same exact thing. No, Ungoy, he is not. Not yet. I would imagine that that will happen within the offseason, which is obviously now. But, like, later on. And then viewership. Tashi says he's excited to confirm that the Halo World Championship 2023 viewership surpassed Halo World Championship 2022 and was the highest since the game's launch event nearly two years ago in December of 2021. Burly, I agree. January is far off. Spring King with the sub. You get a woo! Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the sub Beloved asks, how was uh, Lucid the best Slayer when Royal 2 had the best KD?
1: Style points, maybe. I don't know. Style. He uses that sandbox. Yeah. (laughs) He put the repulsor
0: in his hand. That fucker goes off. Oh, my God. ABG was getting a lot of heat. What are your thoughts on this performance? If anything, if we're going to talk stats, I fucking hate talking about stats. If we're going to talk about stats, then yes, he did not have a good bracket reset. He didn't. Who cares? He doesn't need to be dropped. Optic doesn't need to make a team change. Sometimes you have a bad game. Sometimes you have a bad series. Sometimes, like Quadrant, you have a bad tournament. It is what it is. You regain, you move on. Simple as that. And yes, John, like Bound says, sometimes you just got to die. For those asking about the Eli tweet, I'm not going to fucking talk about it and waste my breath on the show about it. It doesn't fucking matter. He hasn't won anything. So why? Who fucking cares? And he's getting roasted in his replies. So who fucking cares? Um, But Will. Yeah. Your
1: thoughts on the event again the competition the gameplay it was great um the event itself there was one i'll just start off with the merch thing there was one t-shirt that i wanted and i went later on friday to the hcs booth and they were they only had like smalls and double xls left i'm like well I, i can't do anything with that so never mind And I asked if they were restocking for the Saturday and Sunday crowd. And they're like, no. So the way it went pretty much everything that if you want it, you better get it early on Friday because they didn't restock. And I just, that frustrates me a little bit that they don't plan for that because maybe there's people that are working Friday or even Saturday and they can only make it to championship Sunday and they don't have a chance to get something that they want to commemorate the event with. Right. Um, so that was kind of the one negative for me. They didn't have as many booths as last year. Correct.
0: There was no love sack sponsorship. There was no trolley sponsorship for the gummy worms. Um, there was no Dolby. Yeah. Sponsorship for this event, at least a booth wise.
1: Um yeah. Yeah, and um not having those extra things made it feel less grand. Like worlds is supposed to be the biggest event of the year. And besides the community stage, it just felt like another tournament. I didn't I don't know. Albeit the best one. Yeah, I mean the best one. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Yes. The statues are out in the hall. Cool. Which were the same as last year. I know
0: you weren't yep. there last year, but they were the same as last year.
1: Yeah. Um. Community stage, having all that community stuff is really cool as well to make yes. it more of a Halo fest. Yep. But I'm there for the competition. I'm there to partake in other things. And it just didn't feel as grand as I would have liked it to as a person going to Worlds for the first time. That's, I guess, that's pretty much it. So here's my question to you. Yeah. As somebody who, this is your first Worlds attending. Yeah.
0: What would you want to make it a better experience as a attendee? Mm. If you can think off the top of your head, what would you like to see at the next one to make it better?
1: Well, they talk about it being a Halo Fest. Mm-hmm. I would like to see more like Halo history stuff there. Maybe a little museum action kind of museum action, almost like Outpost Discovery, not in, into the game itself, but like HCS related. That'd be fucking dope.
0: Yeah. You'd have like different like plaques set up, like the, the screens that were in the entryway. Yeah. Like you you could have specific series playing that monumented or like highlighted that team's dynastic reign or whatever it was, a moment in history, and you could explain that.
1: Right. And I guess they did have tournaments playing on those screens. They did. But there was nothing to like stop and read about like, I I'm sorry, the events going on, I'm not going to sit in the lobby and watch a full tournament. Mm-hmm. Maybe clips, highlights, stuff like that would be cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I've always disliked the, uh, the, the feeling of going to a halo event and it's just, yes, the stage is really cool, but it's just booths on cement and you can tell you're in a convention center. There's not a lot of like decoration, Sure. So again, the that,
0: decoration is all on the outside as you're entering.
1: Yeah, yeah. So something that makes it just feel more like an event, an event, mm-hmm. like a convention,
0: an experience.
1: Yes. So it, whatever that may be, but just something more to do inside the, the 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 convention center in the the where everything is set up. Um, I would you know maybe I'm not watching this. Select series that's going on on main stage, but being able to like hear it while I'm doing these things really cool. Um I get it. Probably didn't come down to HCS on what partnered booths or sponsors had booths there, but like I, I heard people had a lot of fun doing the trolley thing last year, mm-hmm. um, and and some of the other like Dolby would have been great. They they the booth they had at was it Kansas City was just really cool. I love the way it looked they had the giant screen, it was like an attraction, you know? Um, so more stuff like that. That's all, that's all, that's all I really want. It doesn't need to be a giant game changer, but, yeah. uh, just something to make it feel more halo around the venue, more interactive stuff.
0: I want to take a, take it a step further with like the museum aspect for like HCS stuff. Uh, I think the screens when you're entering the venue need to be bigger.
1: Oh yeah. they yeah. I agree.
0: Now, granted, we're talking about very, very, very old games. So the resolution is very, very poor. Yeah. So blowing it up would not look good, but just like when you walk in and the, in the, the uh, TVs that you had that were showing old series, as you walked into the venue, they were tiny in comparison to the, like to the entrance hall. Right. Um, and then I will take it a step further and say like, uh, it'd be really cool if we had, um, like monitors or TVs spursed throughout the event. So like, uh, depending upon where you were, if you weren't able to see main stage, maybe have a monitor or four monitors up depending upon size and have the games going on there.
1: Yeah. Right. You, so you, you don't always, need, you don't need volume. You just need a image of what's going on. Right. So you, you don't have to take out your phone to be able to watch it. You can
0: always have access to seeing it at any given time, depending upon where you are in the venue. Um, it'd probably be like a, a nightmare trying to get all of it set up. But I think it'd be really cool from an, um, from an immersion standpoint to know that you're never too far away from the competition as it's taking place. Like, Oh, you need to step away and get food for whatever reason. Well, right by the concession stand, we have a monitor up with the series that are going on or whatever it is. So you always have access to watches. So you don't have to take out your phone. Yeah. Um, I like that. yeah, I think that'd be cool. And I agree with you. Like the, the lesser booths that we had now, I mean, not that the booths were lesser. I'm talking about the less amount of booths that we had. Uh, that was a little irritating because it just felt less mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, because, Like, I know this isn't an event for kids or anything like that, but like with the trolley booth last year, you had the, the, the gun, the needler basically that shot the gummy worms. That was a cool thing that like anybody could do. Yeah. You know? So yeah, more things to do at the event, more things to actually be engaged outside of the competition. If you truly want this to be a halo fest besides, besides like the community stage, which was fucking awesome. And the amount of things that they had going on there at any given time. Yeah. Really cool. And they allowed people from the crowd to come up and play the game and, like, interact with everybody. It was really cool. But just having things that people could do outside of it. The event card was neat. You get a poster if you did it. But, I mean, you could just lie, and they'd give you a sticker to say you did it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, it
1: wasn't being tracked.
0: Yeah. Um, so Just stuff like that. The other thing is, somebody said earlier in the chat, uh, let me try to scroll up here. Spring King says a VIP section that actually felt exclusive, not further back than general population, and alcohol that boxed me into the tiny area. The other thing I'll say to that is, uh, let's talk about the VIP experience because Will, you did sit in there for a little bit. I didn't step foot into into VIP except to buy somebody a beer because there was no Gen Ed alcohol, mm-hmm. and. There was uh there was no hard liquor, for the bar at all. It was beer and wine only. So I didn't drink at all. I didn't either. Yep. I. Now, now here's the thing though too is that I don't want to necessarily show like throw shade at the HCS because I maybe it's not up to them. Maybe it's up to the convention center itself as to what they're stocking. Right. But that's something that needs to be discussed for the future. Like if if the HCS can reach out to the convention and be like, "Hey, can we? Like, is there like what are your rules on the bar situation?" Div, welcome. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, Div, I know you wanted a written up thing, and I'll I'll send you a written up one. But if you're listening, here you go too. So yeah, if they're able to talk to the venue and see if there's any way to get hard liquor, because like, I'm not saying I want to get drunk off my ass, but the fact that there was literally no option except beer or wine, and I don't want either of those things, you know? Oh, and you're paying, like, fucking $12, $13 for a beer. I'm killing
1: myself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, fuck that's that. That's co- good convention prices. Man. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, whatever. And, yeah, Absinthe says, last year you could get alcohol for general same convention center. Yeah, the fact that there was no way for people in general admission to get alcohol was also shitty. That's that sucks. Um, I will say there was the one positive I'll give to VIP this year. And I never sat in it, but the one positive from looking at it that I'll give to VIP this year is that since there was no love sack sponsorship, there was more seats available. Oh, sure. in VIP this year, VIP last year had a, had like fucking giant ass love sacks sitting in the front and like four or five people could get access to that. And then there was basically no other room. So the fact that there was more seats available in VIP, yay, there's a W. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I, let's go back to the merch thing for a second, because I agree with you. I find it fucking crazy and I don't care. If this is the way it has been because I always buy my merch on Friday. Okay. I always buy my merch on Friday because I am worried that things are going to sell out. Right. Yeah. Because you never know, but the fact that it's either not thought about or they're simply like, they just don't bring enough, whatever it may be guys, more people show up on Saturday and Sunday than on Friday. People aren't necessarily there to watch pool play matches. Do you ever see when the camera pans out to the crowd on a Friday? There's no one there. No one. Those that are there on Friday are there to like do the extra stuff at the event or buy merch. You know, it's like you're not. Yes, people are there to watch Halo, but not to the extent that fucking Saturday and Sunday are. You guys need to be restocking your shit on a daily basis. If that, if that means like having a daily allotment that you have, so at least you guarantee some stock on a Saturday and Sunday, then so be it. But the fact of the matter is you need to have something available on Saturday and Sunday because let's, let's reference this here. Um, That a, a lot of the HCS merch for worlds did sell out on Friday they announced the Mountain Dew partnership, if I'm not mistaken, on Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, yeah. or like it was 630 because the series went later than, than they thought. Right, right. Right. As soon as they announced it, it sold out that night. They didn't have stock available on Sunday. Only the hat. Only the hat. Correct. So out of the four items that were available, the hoodie, the t-shirt, the jersey, and the hat, they only had the hat available um, on Saturday. That's, fu- I mean, on Sunday. That's fucking insane. You should have expected that more people are going to want it. Yes. It's going to be available online next month. Yes. It's going to be available online next month. That's great. But this is the halo world championship we're talking about. And you did really. And like, this is coming from somebody who got everything that I wanted. I'm sorry, will that you didn't, but that's, that's unacceptable. In my opinion, you should, you
1: should absolutely be able to get what you want when you're there. I would have understood more if it was like Sunday. Right. And I went up late to try to get a shirt, and they're like, no, we're done. We're out. It's right. Friday, man. Let me give you a better
0: example of something that went well. Let's talk about the SSG jacket. SSG has a reflective jacket that is fire. And I wanted one. I wanted one from the moment I saw it, but I'm not a big jacket wearer. Will, we either, it's here, it's either hot. Or it's cold. Pretty much. You know, we don't really have a lot of time for jacket weather. We have a lot of hoodie weather. Hoodies are amazing. We love hoodies. We have a lot of SSG hoodies. But it's not really jacket weather in Minnesota. But I wanted that reflective jacket that SSG had. So on Friday, I go up to their booth. and I'm like, hey, guys. I see the reflective jacket that's sitting there on the rack. It's an extra small. Your boy doesn't wear an extra small So I'm like, hey, guys, do you have this in any other sizes? No, we we don't have any. We, we ran out, all that. Okay, not a big deal. Thank you. Appreciate it. Move on. So then I come back to the booth later. I think it was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I come back to the booth later on Saturday, and a guy was trying one on. And I go up, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's he trying on? Oh, that's the reflective jacket. I'm like... You guys have more sizes? He's like, yeah, we actually found more. Like, we, we had a box that had more we didn't know. I'm like, oh, my God, you got a large? It's like, fuck yeah. And I bought the jacket. Because they had more stock. Originally, they didn't think they did. But then they found it. It was Friday night? Oh, there you go. It was Friday night. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Either way, they fucking found more. They had more. If you're gonna have merch at an event, I'm gonna put a caveat on this. I'll put an asterisk here, Will. If you're Uh gonna have merch at the event, unless you are an international team, because I understand.
1: Yeah, that's rough.
0: Yes. I understand you could probably get over here with the stock that you have and that's it. I get it. But if you are a United States organization, there's no fucking excuse. There's no excuse. You should have all the merch available. You should be able to have restocks each day. You know, you're going to be packed on Saturday and Sunday, have more available, plain and simple. Daddy, thank you for the bit. Hashtag bit by bit. (sighs) Oh, um, The other thing I'll add in terms of the merch stuff, the one other thing I wanted to call out, is that Quadrant
1: having merch there was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to give a shout-out to them because back when they took third at... um, What was the event they took third at?
0: Arlington. Arlington.
1: I ordered the jersey online, and it never came. Are like they sent me shipping information and it still says like no information available when like the order like hasn't been received by the shipping company. I went and showed them. I'm like, Hey, I have like all this stuff. It hasn't come. i just wondering like if you guys can do anything to expedite, get like it being shipped. And they're like, let me just grab you one. I'm like what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got you. I'm like, okay. So that's fucking, I got awesome. my freaking quadrant Jersey right then and there. So yeah, huge shout out to them for just taking care of it on the spot. Absolutely who shouted at them.
0: Uh, so that, that is awesome that they had merch there. What's not awesome is other partner teams that didn't have merch at the event. Uh, for those who don't know, Complexity came out with a fucking fire-ass merch line. The, the mouse pad right there is the one from that line, Will. Oh, yeah. Um, and they have arguably one of the best jerseys I've ever seen. Yes, I ordered it when it went online, but... The fact that nobody in attendance would be able to get something like that sucks. They're a partnered organization. They're a newly partnered organization. And you had no merch at the World Championships. That sucks. Na'vi, you've never had merch at an event. Again, you get a little bit of slack here because you're an international team. I understand shipping can be probably a fucking nightmare. I understand. But Quadrant did. I would love to buy a Navi jersey someday. I'd love to. And I'd love for it to be at an event. So hopefully you guys do in the future. Cloud9 somehow, someway is still a partnered team. They didn't have any merch at this event. Now, granted, they're typically included in the HCS side of things.
1: Yeah, well, they did have their own boots back in way back, one. Way back. When they had uh, what is now SSG.
0: Yes, Yes, Lydia had the Penguin uh, emote stickers. It was awesome. That booth was great. But there was nothing to be found. So again, at in the future, at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum, I think every partnered organization, if not a booth, should have some type of merch at LANs. If we're going to do the global representation thing next year, if that's going to stay the same and we have majors, which obviously have global representation, and global invitationals, if we're doing that again, then I think at the bare minimum, every partnered organization in the league should have merch at events. Now, you don't necessarily need a booth, But, like, integrate it with
1: the HCS booth, whatever it is, you need to have merch there. Or help. Even if you can't get your merch here, have some sort of booth presence and have, like, iPads where people can search on your online store. And maybe since it's at the event, you throw in free shipping.
0: That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Fuck it. Look at that. Space Station says we'll sling it for you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Space Station. Appreciate you. Hashtag release the hoodie. (laughs) I'm waiting, motherfuckers. It's, I'm not kidding. Hey, I'm not it,
1: kidding. A surprise! Drop it on us.
0: If it, I hope, I swear to God, I hope you guys do. You need to, but I will say this: I'm not fucking kidding when I say. It. As soon as that goes online, if it ever goes online, I'm copying it immediately. Like it's an insta cop. So get to your people, space station. Tell them to release the fucking hoodie. Do it like the do it like the straight ripping one. Do it where like. You you open up pre-orders and as long as you're able to get your pre-order in
1: time, you guarantee your hoodie. Do it
0: just like that. Fuck it. I'm buying that
1: shit day one. Yeah. That way they don't have to get upfront cost on buying merch. Seriously. Just get, get the pre-orders. Send them out. Send them out. Done deal. Send them the fuck out. Please. Yes, Maddie. Make the red blue Spartan skate deck, please.
0: Their skate decks are pretty fire.
1: And uh, uh was it Dragonite who told us about SSG sending him a skate deck? Yeah. It turned out yeah. Oh, that was incredible. It was incredible. Your new Xbox brand
0: in China? Yeah, it's fucking Jesus Christ. Good job, Daddy. I Good remember job.
1: talking about that on the show when they released it. Yeah. They're going all those funky promotions. Mm-hmm. It looks nice though. Like from the
0: pictures that he sent, it actually looked really good. Um, okay. I want to talk about another thing that was kind of a detriment as well for the, for the VIP experience. Okay. So for those that had VIP, um, you like got access to a VIP like photo opportunity with Jen, Steve and Keith, which was very cool. That's awesome. Great. But for the signing, for the signing, it was first come first serve in line. There was no VIP treatment to those that had VIP to get your stuff signed. Now, granted, the line moved well, like the line moved quickly. Everything was great there. We did get the stuff signed. It was great. I have my Halo 3 copy over there in the corner with the signatures. It's awesome but the fact that there was no, like if you're paying that amount for a VIP ticket, I would expect there to be more of a VIP. Fuck it. I'm going to say exactly what I thought was in my head. You, there's no, there's no added VIP
1: to the... <laughs> thanks for
0: that. <laughs> you're welcome. It's literally the first thing that popped in my head. And I want to run with it. So fuck it. You know, we do a live.
1: Uh, so
0: I think there needs to be more. If you're getting VIP I think there needs to be more to it than just a swag bag, a like a, a place for VIP to sit that's small and doesn't have hard liquor, a production tour that the ones at least we went to progressively got worse. There there needs to be more. There really there needs to be more for those that are spending that ticket price. In my opinion, like whether it be, think of it, you could even think of it as like a, a, like a, um, like Disney world does like their, their fast pass or fast lane or whatever it's fucking called. Like if you have VIP, you get to go to the front of the line on things. They did it last year. I thought like you, you could jump to the front of like the experiences that they had at the venue. If you had VIP, did they, I think they did. Okay. So they, they should have done that. They should have done that for this event. Like you could, you could jump in front of the line to play season five early. Like you could jump in the front of the line for the free playstations, whatever it may be. Like you could, you'd be at the front of the line for the, for the uh, signing. Um, I just think there needs to be more treatment given to those that got VIP, not just saying because I had it, but if you're like that, that's not a cheap price to pay for a VIP world's ticket. They're $250 a piece. They're $250 a piece. Like that's not chump change. And I still feel that you didn't get what you quote unquote deserve, in my opinion, for paying that amount. I don't think you did. Um, also, Div, if you're still here. Div, if you're still here, I want to say this. Uh I myself and others included are having issues with the Mountain Dew um code the code for the mountain Dew rewards. So for those who don't know if you're a VIP in your swag bag, you got a a code for the Mountain Dew cosmetics and uh, they release next month for people to redeem and whatnot, but you get a code right away and uh, they're not showing in the game. For um, if Riz, if you're still here, if Riz is still here, I believe he said they are showing for him, In game, but for Will and myself and others, they're not showing in game. So I don't, I know that there was an issue that was resolved yesterday about cosmetics not appearing in the game. I don't know if we're still having that same issue, but we redeemed the code. It shows on Waypoint that the code was redeemed successfully, but the cosmetics are not appearing in game. Just wanted to give you a heads up since you are here. Did you redeem it before Tuesday? Yes. Yes, Div. I did. Did you redeem before yesterday? Yep. Yeah. I think I redeemed Saturday night. That might be our problem. It might be. I think he's about to say. I believe we redeemed Saturday night.
2: On a Saturday night. On a Saturday night.
0: Yes, Beth, you're right. They're not in the game yet because they release in October, but... Like I said, VIP has got a code to get it early, if I'm not mistaken. You redeemed it before the content was in the game, the Season 5 update. That's okay, though? Okay. Tattoo says, that exact same thing happened when Squatch released the Smellbringer cosmetic. It showed up on Halo Waypoint, but it wasn't released until about a week after, and then you were able to see it in your inventory. That's the thing, though. I still don't see these. I still don't see these. And the update is out. Obviously, we redeemed them before the update was released. That's our bad. We're gonna manu uh, we're going to manually entitled Everyone who redeemed early. Awesome, Div. I'm I'm just gonna ask you off the cuff since you're here. Do you have a time frame on that? Because Will and I were super excited to rock the mountain Dew shit. I mean, look at me. Look at him. Look at him. That could be him in game right now. <laughs> No, but seriously, the cosmetics do look dope, and I we did want to rock them right away. So, But I am glad to hear that they are going to be manually entitled. That's awesome, Div. I'm glad to hear that. But again, I'll, I'll ask, do you have a time frame? Because if you do have a time frame, then there can be a little bit of a pa- paper trail here, and we can uh, check in with you on Twitter if we didn't get them by the time you said, and then we can yell at you. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not going to yell at you. I'll check with the team who's managing it tomorrow. Thank you, Div. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Um, Let's talk about the good. The vibes that have basically been there all year long were back and better than ever with this level of competition. I've said it. I said it every single event this year every single event this year has gotten better and better and better in terms of the gameplay that was shown and level of competition that was there. And Worlds was no exception. I believe, in my opinion, I will state this right now, that this was the best event we've ever had from a gameplay perspective. The amount of unbelievable plays in King of the Hill the round wins and oddball, the overtime slayers, the 50, 49 slayers, the tide slayer. Like this tournament had everything you could ever ask for. And it was from phenomenal from start to finish. We had upsets and pools that we didn't necessarily think were going to happen. Navi made top eight first time they've ever done. So, FaZe made literal history in being the first team in Halo Infinite Esports history to make it out of the loser's bracket and win. This tournament literally had it all. Were there technical difficulties? Yes. And a lot of them on Championship Sunday, which sucked. Was there a power outage on the feature stations? Yes. But fortunately, it wasn't that long. Was there some controversy? Yeah. Looking at you, ascending baseline. Ungoy, this is the first time Navi made top eight at an international LAN. All infinite long. had an international land. So major global invitational worlds. They made top eight, the first infinite land. Did they? I didn't think they did. Oh, I sit corrected. I sit corrected. Not going to stand. I sit corrected. Then I'll just say all year. Correction. Who takes worlds 2024? No idea. No idea. And then, uh, briefly, Firefight King of the Hill. That shit was fucking awesome. Firefight King of the Hill was fucking awesome. And is exactly what I've been fucking waiting for from a PvE perspective in this game. Um, you get overshield for you and the person being revived when doing revives, which is really fucking cool. So there's incentive for teamwork. That's awesome. And something that I think should be tuned is, uh, there was unlimited equipment usage. Hmm. Uh, when you play, so like you had unlimited grapple shot. If you had grapple shot, you had unlimited repulsor. If you had repulsor, blah, 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 blah. um, I think that should be tuned down because I think it could be used as like a get out of jail free card in like in like dip more difficult rounds. So like maybe if there's a modifier to that or something like that, but at least in what we played, there was unlimited equipment usage. Um, Now people may think maybe it was just the build that we were playing. I talked to one of the representatives that was there and he asked me, he's like, what do you think about that? Like, and that's the great thing too, the people that were there were fucking like, they wanted feedback. They were looking for feedback. And, uh, and I mentioned that, oh, you have unlimited equipment usage. And the guy looked, like, literally, I was sitting on the corner, and he looks at me, he's like, how do you, what do you think about that? And I'm like, I think it's cool, but honestly, I think it could be used as a get-out-of-jail-free card. I think it should probably be tuned. Because, like, I think Justin, if you're still here, he was talking about how he had repulsor, and he just literally repulsed the enemies out of the hill the whole time. Mm, okay. You just keep doing it over and over again because it's unlimited. yeah So I think something something should probably be done about that. But, that, but it played really really well. Um we played on the House of Reckoning. So the the map from the campaign where you're fighting the waves of enemies like getting to esherum towards the end of the game. That was the map that we played. There will be I think it was said there will be 5 maps. 5 or 7? I'm I'm forgetting the exact number. 9? Akuza says 9. We'll say 9 then, fuck it. I clearly don't remember. But there will be a lot of maps coming at launch for it, which is really fucking cool. Love to hear that. Um, and house of reckoning played really well because obviously it's kind of how it was designed considering the campaign mission and that's literally what you're doing. So I just think it played really well. It was awesome. Fucking awesome. Super excited for it. Uh, will I did not get to play with the bandit Evo because I played free. I played season five on Sunday and Sunday was only firefight King of the hill. Mm -hmm. I need to go to the bathroom real quick. So please, you did play the bandit Evo. If I'm not mistaken, you played Friday.
1: I played on Friday, but I didn't get much time with the bandit Evo. So when I went in on Friday, it was supposed to be basically the competitive settings, but someone had backed out. To check the battle pass. And then I did too after that. But when we went back into the custom games. They didn't reset the settings. So we were literally playing with. AR pistol starts. And not the bandit evo. So I did scavenge one on the map. And. Yeah bandit evo. Had more range. It did feel smoother. I wasn't used to the gun yet. The reticle just reminded me of the H5 pistol reticle. And I've actually, i I played a decent amount yesterday. I don't know how in-depth Josh wants to get with the bandit Evo, but it's, it's okay. In my opinion, does it function? Do I get why it's there? Yes. For me, it's not as fun as the BR was. I enjoyed the gunplay of the BR, but I know what it's bringing to the scene and what it's doing. Um, Ronan says, I think the reticle might be too big. Are you talking about like the, because there's like an inner diamond and then the outer circle. I guess you can shrink the reticle if you change your FOV. Hey, Halt says pacing feels better. Are you taking like the, the shot pacing? Or like the pacing of the game itself? It's huge on all FOVs. Interesting. Wait, I asked two questions and you said, yeah. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Hitting that perfect five shot is very satisfying. I'll say that. Yes, I agree. Shot pacing. Okay. I mean, yeah. And you can get melted pretty quick if you uh, don't have cover. And... um. Punisher says, I only play BTB, but I like the Evo way more than normal Bandit. I w- I would agree. But anyway, yeah, I didn't get to play much with the Bandit Evo on f- Friday because someone backed out of custom games and messed with the settings. So anyway, I don't know if you want to get into Evo talk now. Um, Real quick, before we
0: get into the Evo talk and the season five talk in general, um, in terms of the event as a whole here, Yeah. There. Like I said, this was easily the best event we've ever had. I'm going to keep the door open so we get some air in here because it's fucking hot as you can tell. Sure. Um, And I think the kid's asleep now. At least I fucking hope she is. So here's the deal. This was the best event we've ever had, in my opinion, from a, from a pure gameplay perspective, best event we've ever had. From an attendance perspective, yes, it didn't have the things that I would kind of expect a world championship to have, especially looking back at last year, but we gave feedback for what they could do in the future. I love the idea of like having like HCS museum S things. That'd be really fucking cool. Love that. Um, but I want to go on a soapbox here for a quick second before we close out this topic. Uh, Brackets, streams for all the days, all the things that they release, all the trailers and whatnot are included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Um, so exclamation point show notes in the chat if you want that, or check out the in the description of the audio or video video version. You can find all the links to literally anything and everything we talked about today. But for the event, we had a lot of pro talk community members uh show up for worlds this year more than I could ever imagine. And I just want to say, and I said it in a discord earlier too, but I just want to say on the show that you guys are all fucking amazing. I was thinking about it like on the plane and whatnot. And there are not many times, will you can attest to this. There are not many times where I'm at a loss for words. So I fucking talk a lot. Um, <laughs> but I was genuinely at a loss for words. I can't, I say it all the time on the show. I say it all the time in discord and whatnot, but like that I love and appreciate you all. And we wouldn't be where we were, where we are without you. And I truly fucking mean it. The amount of people that came up and said, Hey, the amount of people that came up for a sticker the amount of people that hit us up in the DMs, "Hey, where are you? <laughs> like the group photo that we had being able to hang out with everybody, go out to dinner with everyone. Just have a good fucking time. Have a great weekend. It just, it, it'll
1: never, it'll never not feel surreal. Yeah. There was, it may have been spring who's who held Talked about holding the elevator for me, but walked in the elevator and they're like, they said something I didn't quite hear. And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, cause I like, I, I was in that mode. I was actually like, I just need to get out of the venue, get some fresh air. Yeah. And, um, they're like, don't think we don't know who you are. Like they said that to me and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And they're like, can we grab a picture when we get out? <laughs> what the fuck? I had, I had another random person be just come up while I was walking at the event. I was standing by the warthog and they were like, can I get a picture with you real quick? And I'm like, sure. And it's just like, it is, it's surreal. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that should be happening. And to everyone, everyone that hung out with us, everyone we saw, I just echo what Josh says. It's, it's incredible. It is incredible. So thank you all. There, like I said, there's rare time where I'm at a loss for words
0: and every single one of you made the weekend that much better. Seriously, it it blows my fucking mind when people are as excited for stickers as I am, you know? <laughs> It blows my mind. It it blows my mind when Space Station asks for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it blows my mind that we, you and I, have this opportunity to have one-on-one conversations with anyone and everyone that wants to. It just blows my fucking mind. You guys make all this worth it, plain and simple. I know, I know that I scream a lot on this show. I'm fully aware. I know I can get ranty a lot of the times, but the fact that you're all still here, or if you fucking tune in for five minutes and decide it's not for you, that's fine too. You guys are fucking amazing. I love you all. I truly mean that. And we would not be where we are if it weren't for you guys. So thank you all again. Shout out to you guys. And what a fucking weekend that was. What a fucking weekend. Last but not least, I want to give a few shout-outs here before we fully close the topic out. I want to give a shout-out to all the talent for the event. You guys did a phenomenal job. You guys always do. You guys always do a phenomenal job, but you, you guys brought, like, your A++ game that weekend. You're all remarkable on the casting desk, on the analyst desk, Blaze with being the stage. You guys were unfucking believable all weekend long. Um, shout out to Lottie for remaining composed throughout the fucking craziness that was that grand finals. Because obviously, being engaged to Snakebite, you want Face to win, but you held it together. You were amazing as always. Thank you for the picture. Your f- shout out, LV. Shout out, LVP. Shout out two times the grind, by the way. Um. Yeah, to to all the talent that was there, you guys did an unfucking believable job. Plain and simple, you always do. But man, and holy fuck, Sunday, y'all look dapper as fuck. It was That'd awesome. I want to give a shout out to the HCS for putting on the event in the first place. Yes, it is easy. It is super, super easy to be negative towards the HCS. We get it. It's super easy to be negative towards 343. There are times where I am as well. There are times where I've screamed at both of them. But the fact of the matter is, without Halo Infinite being a thing, without the HCS being a thing, we wouldn't have these events in the first place. So you got to give it to them on that front. Are there things that can be improved upon? Absolutely. And we know that they want it to be the best it can possibly be. We all know, excuse me, we all know that. But I got to give props where props are due. And they put on another banger of an event. So shout out to the HCS. I also want to give a shout out to those that were on the broadcasting teams and everybody behind the scenes to make the event run the way that it was run. Because you guys were throwing a lot of shit. That power outage on feature station, that fucking blows. The uh, the observer crash that you guys got right back into it as soon as you possibly could. The technical difficulties that kept happening, especially on Championship Sunday, and you guys were, and people were, like, the boos were happening in the crowd. You took it on the shoulder. You got through it. You got team, teams in as fast as you possibly could. Shout out to you all. Shout out to the refs. You guys have a difficult job to do. You guys are having shade thrown your way as well. I get it. It's a difficult thing. Obviously, things can always get better, but you guys deserve props as well for trying to keep the fort down lock. So, yeah. Shout out to everyone who made the event what it is. Shout out to the players, man. You guys brought it all, except ascending baseline. Fuck off. But, like, everybody else brought your all. It was so fucking amazing to see. Literal history was made. And then shout out to all the fans as well. Those that were watching at home, that, those that were there in attendance, you guys are fucking loud. Best chance
1: I've heard at a e- esports event.
0: Seriously, green wall, break the wall. Green wall, break the wall. And brick by brick. Brick back. by, yeah. Brick by brick. The SSG chants. Just so fucking awesome. The, yeah, the goodbye chant at the end. So, so awesome. John says, special shout-out to Clutch for the Halos for Everyone shirt on Friday. Abso-fucking-lutely. Shout-out to Clutch for wearing that. Um, Yeah. Just fucking ra- I want to give a shout-out to Sketch as well for just... it. A lot of shade gets thrown in the community... Uh, the community leaders ways like Unishek and sketch a lot of shit gets thrown their way. But the fact that they always show up to these events, they always show up to these events and they're always available for a conversation. Like I, I, you can just literally go up to them if they're not busy and just have a conversation with them. And sketch even talked about as well. Like when, when we were chatting sketch even talked about how there are things he's worried about with the bandit starts and the desync issues and whatnot. And, like, because I asked him, like, we know that networking is still an issue. We understand that. And he's like, and we talked about it. They want the game to be better. They just want the game to be better. Plain and simple. They know it's going to take time. They know that there's things that they're working on behind the scenes that people don't know about yet. And again, I know it's easy to throw shade at 343. Three. I get it. I know it's easy, but again, gotta give props to them. Gotta give huge props to them. So yeah, that's it for our topic, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for our World's Twenty Twenty Three post show. Shout out to Face for winning.
2: I was right.
0: and for making history. Some of the craziest games, series, moments we've ever fucking had. And anybody that says, I don't want Slayer, go fuck yourself. That, I'm not being facetious here. To the pros that don't want Slayer? The fuck out of here. That shit was crazy. Crazy. I get it. Tools, like you said earlier, not watching Halo being played for a while sucks, right? In a stalemate where no team's moving for like a minute on end, I get it. That's boring. It's not really fun to watch. But when those moments come to fruition... And a play happens and it completely changes the tide. Oh,
1: oh my god. Getting it's a heart on thinking about it right now. Holy moly. The stalemates, yeah, like they they there's a suspense in the air when that's happening. I don't know. It's not boring to watch. They get me firm, Will. Oh god. Get me real firm, like a mattress firm mattress. Not this again.
0: Firm. Justin says, did you calculate the bracket challenge? Not yet. My plan is to do that tomorrow. So we will announce the winner of the HTS pro talk world's bracket challenge on the next episode of the show. So stay tuned for that. Need to give us some time. Our flights came in on Tuesday or Monday, whatever. I'm fucking tired. Okay. Fucking tired. What's up, CG? Welcome back. Uh, Vaporous or us." Vaporous. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Sorry I missed that earlier. So, yeah, I fucking love Slayers. I'm so glad they're still in the game. I hope they stay in the game because they were the craziest we've ever had them. The teams are so fucking neck and neck. It's amazing. Will, that's it for the topic. Let's get into some regular news. Yes, CG, I do. I do. Halo gear rewards for season five by three, four, three. Let's talk about season. Season number. Great. I've been waiting to do that all episode. Uh, I bet I was thinking about it. Like before you got here today, I'm like, Oh my God, this is my perfect opportunity. I could fucking do this finally. So here we are. Halo gear rewards are back for halo infinite season five. Reckoning. Um, for season five, we're introducing a new earnable reward that might just come in handy when carrying around all those previously earned rewards. Meet the Halo Tactical Carrier. This UNSC-style backpack is mission-ready and designed with utility in mind. The Tactical Carrier's three primary compartments, reinforced straps and carry handle, and sufficient nylon and Velcro areas for attaching pins, patches, and other insignia. In other words, fucker's firm. Players can earn access to purchase the Tactical Carrier by completing the 50-tier Premium Battle Pass. Upon completion, you'll be receive a unique code via Waypoint notifications to make their purchase in the Halo Gear shop. Speaking of patches, players who complete the Reckoning Battle Pass will also earn the Reckoning Insignia patch. This embroidered patch will be included with the purchase of the Tactical Carrier backpack. But wait, there's more! Players will also have the option to add on the Operation Combined Arms patch and the Operation Winter Contingency 3 patch for an additional cost. There is no need to complete specific operations to access these patches. The Halo Tactical Carrier can be unlocked for purchase through the duration of Season 5 Reckoning and Operations Combined Armed and Winter Contingency. Purchases must be made by January 29th, 2024. Extraction Overview for season five by
1: 343.
0: Here is how the mode goes. A neutral extraction site appears on the map where players must enter the site and plant their extraction device. All players have one. This isn't like a search and destroy where one player has the bomb, okay? Every player can activate the device. Ikuza, what do you mean we need more merch? What, what, uh, explain, please. Where are the pins at? I haven't got my DMR pin, season three pin, and whatever the other one is. I agree, Mr. Fusion. I don't know where the fucking pins are either. The only one I have is the shroud screen pin right here, and that's it. Oh, my motherfucking pins, Halo Rewards. Goddamn. Once an extraction device is planted, it is owned by that player and their team, and a timer will begin counting down to extraction any players can interrupt the extraction process and even convert it to their team by interacting with the extraction device. If the opposing team successfully converts the extraction device, then the countdown timer resets and the battle for that site will continue until there's successful extraction. I believe it is 60 seconds, 60 seconds, 60 seconds. Whichever team successfully completes the extraction process earns a point. After which, a new neutral extraction site will appear, somewhere on the map. Somewhere on the map. Simply put, players must deploy and protect extraction sites at different locations on the map to score points. The team with the most points wins. Up to four. Um, I've only seen the world stuff. I didn't know there was more. Oh yeah, Ikuza, we have a whole merch shop available, my man. We have a whole, the whole shebang, shebang, shebang. Ooh, baby. It's all available for you. Check it out. I think the world's drop might be over, but because I think I had it set to end today. As a matter of fact, you can check it out unless it's still available.
1: Nope. It's all showing sold out.
0: All right. So there you go worlds, worlds, merch, not available anymore. The rest of it is go check them out. We'll update the site accordingly, but don't worry about it. John says you need to get yourself some Josh's joggers. I am wearing my Josh's joggers right now. You are. Very comfortable. Variants. In Season 5, players will be able to experience a couple of variations of the extraction experience and will also be able to customize various settings for custom games as well. Arena extraction. The core extraction experience will with one neutral extraction site appearing at a time until one team scores enough points to win and then ranked which is a variation in ranked arena at launch where players spawn with one frag grenade instead of two motion trackers disabled and friendly fire is enabled. John uh, hit us up in the DMS, hit us up in the DMS that embroidered tie dye is looking good. It is good. I love it. Exclamation point merchant chat, baby. Like I said, John hit up the DMS. Ungoy asks, how is everyone feeling about the one nade? I like the change personally.
1: Yeah. There was a game earlier today where having one nade didn't help me off spawn. And as it happened, I'm like, this is probably for the better that I just didn't nade the extraction point to hell. Mm-hmm. off a of spawn and get a couple random kills from people trying to protect it. Some damage went down, but it wasn't like, yeah, spawn, throw two nades, get a free kill. You know what I mean?
0: So the other thing too, I want to take a take a another approach to this is that the the guide that um Zarn put together. Oh yes. In that it's talked about like not just spamming your nades right away. Yeah, And so I think this provides a better opportunity to really methodically think about where you want to put that nade. Nades spawn very frequently on the map, okay? right. This is why I genuinely think this is a good change. Now, Will, you played a lot more than I have. Is this just an extraction? It's, re- it's I-, I think... I thought it was only for extraction. Riz says yes. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. I thought it was only for extraction. Perfect. I like, I like it in extraction. I like the idea of it in extraction because you are you need to be stationary when arming mm-hmm. or converting. Like you need to be stationary. So if you're having nades lopped at you the entire time, like you're the game's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. So having the one nade, you have to methodically think about where you're going to be putting these and they spawn so frequently on the map that I think it's an overall good change for that mode. Now, I may be off my rocker here because I'm, I am I haven't played with it, okay? But I'm curious as to how it would do if it was also just in standard HCS or ranked, where it's just one nade at spawn instead of two. I'm very curious as to how that would play because we see nade spam a lot, right? Like like whether it be matchmaking, whether it be like HCS, we see nade spam a lot. But if you have to be more methodical, at least just off spawn, if you have to be at least more methodical off spawn with the singular nade instead of two, Mm -hmm. I think it could create a lot of different types of plays.
1: Might make Slayer play better too.
0: It could. It could. That that's what that's what I'm saying, ikusa. It's like the, the nade spawn so frequently on the map that I think that having just one nade off of spawn, okay, it's just off spawn. Right. That you just have to be slightly more methodical on where you place that nade. I think it I think it'd be beneficial. So I'm curious. I'm curious if that would be a thing that the players would want in the HCS. Uh, Dragon says, we're going to back up. First update, like you asked, reach out to the ascending baseline coach because me and C4 are thinking of starting up a pro team for HHQ and offered him the coach position. If we decide to dip our toes in that direction, as Baxter says about AB, I believe in integrity, and that's not what was displayed, unfortunately. So we may drop their team if we get gutsy enough to test out our luck with the HCS. All right. He'd be better used to where he's appreciated and not lied about. Wonderful. Love you, Martin. Love you, Martin. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how a one Nadoff spawn in all ranked HCS would play. Food for thought for later. Maps. There's two new maps, Forbidden and Prism. Prism is strictly social. Forbidden is ranked and the HCS. I don't really need to talk about aesthetics other than I truly believe that prism is the best looking map we have in the game now. And also that needler. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. It's it's the variant that's in uh campaign. Like, well, campaign it's also in Husky raid if you get yep. like the super Husky raid. So yeah,
0: it, uh, it's like a homing tracker.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And the funny thing is, is that it's literally the power weapon spawn on that map.
1: Yeah.
0: It's fucking hilarious. We've never had that as a thing. You know what I mean? So it's heavily leaning into the Needler aesthetic, the pink mist aesthetic of the map. I, I genuinely think it's the best, uh, looking map that we have in the game. But there's that. And then Forbidden, um, they state that they there was q and A. Q&A with some of the designers and for forbidden ample routes, uh, around the space may capture the flag matches even more tense, whether you're attacking, defending, chasing the flag carrier, or trying to navigate your way back to capture the flag. There are a lot of options for the player to utilize in any of these situations, which can feel incredibly rewarding. Long sight lines will put your sniping skills to the test. And there's some skill jumps that players can utilize to really level up their play. It's a map. We wanted to be easy for players to grok, uh, but it has additional layers of depth that you can master. Okay. Um. Apparently, both maps will have their own unique infection variants, which is pretty fucking cool. And then they ask, "Are there any hints toward Easter eggs or secrets for players to keep their eyes open for?" There's a hidden secret uh, within the stone ruins. Maybe it's a sandwich.
1: So, what's up with the three-four-three three sandwich thing? Who doesn't like sandwiches? Sure.
0: Uh, Gaz, welcome back. By the way, says the Mountain Dew jersey fucks. It does fuck. It fucks hard. It it's, it's a, a firm. Jersey. It's a firm fucking. That jersey, firm fucking. Look at you. Your little SSG chain too. Look at oh. you. Fucking killing it over there. Customization overview. Fuck off, Riz. Since the skin and game goes hard too. Fuck you. If only we had access to it. God damn. Um customization overview. Rated F for flood. In Season 5, you can augment the appearance of your Spartan in your weapons with this dire infestation, as individual armor pieces, armor effects, and armor and weapon kits will be available to earn through the Battle Pass and purchase in the shop. From Ryan on Twitter, he says, The only Flood cosmetic you can get in Infinite Season 5 without spending money is a single chest piece on the Mark V Reach Core. Everything else is on the Premium Battle Pass or in the store. The season five free pass expires after 28 days on November 14th. When combined arms begins that kind of sucks. I wanted to make point of that because I've, I've given a lot of criticism towards their battle passes in the past where the, the shoulder pieces were separated between tiers. Yeah. The like the rewards for a hundred tiers didn't seem worthwhile that much. Uh, what's the combined arms? It's the first operation. It's the first operation. So there's no more uh, events. Correct. There- events have morphed into operations. Yeah, they last longer. They have individual passes that you can purchase a premium variant to where they won't ever expire, like a premium battle pass. There you go. Um, and yes, Saikusa. Uh, it based off the based off the um the art that it's displayed, it looks like it's when firefight will release in November. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Subaru. Happy to answer. Um, so yeah, I'm excited regardless, but still sucks that it sounds like the only flood item you can get. If you're not paying any money whatsoever is a singular chess piece. That sucks. Battle pass and operations. Again, the Premium Battle Pass, 1,000 credits. It includes 1,000 credits that can be unlocked. They're split into five reward tiers of 200 credits each. It also includes an extra challenge slot and bonus match XP while it's active. It'll never expire once purchased. And if you buy the Premium Battle Pass, you get the Defiled Bulldog Weapon Model. Operations, totally free activities that will include 20 tiers of free, earnable, themed rewards. Operations will run for approximately four to six weeks, giving players more time to unlock these rewards. It'll be base, your progression will be based on match XP, not challenges, which you uh, which you can earn in matchmaking or custom games. Combined Arms, November fourteenth through December nineteenth. Winter Contingency Three is December nineteenth through January thirtieth. And again, you'll be able to purchase a premium pass for the operation if you so choose. You don't have to. It's if you so choose, and it makes it so like the premium battle pass. You could continue to unlock those items past
1: when the operation is over. The thing that frustrates me about the operation passes. Yes. There is a item, which is kind of like your level zero mm-hmm. that is behind a paywall. You have to pay either five hundred credits or a thousand credits to unlock that item.
0: Oh, to get the um like it, to get the exclusive item or whatever it it is like
1: the corrupted bulldog in this. You have to buy the premium battle pass to get it. Yes. Yes. So it's not like I get it. Monetization in a free, free to play game.
0: So it's not really 20
1: tiers. It's like 21. It's 21 tiers and you cannot get the, yeah. Agreed. I can agree with that for sure. Because everything used to be free in those passes. But well, then again, it's free content. So how, like, you know.
0: They need to make money somehow. Yeah. I understand, like, I understand a lot of the people that are out there that are still, Will, that are still out there that are like, Halo's never done this before. Why does it have to be this way? This is the way the game was made. You're going to have to deal with it. You can you can shout till the cows come home. They may never come home. So you can keep shouting into a void. The fact of the matter is this is the way that the game is. You may not like it. There there are aspects that I definitely don't like about it, but this is the way that the game is. Sorry. Holding out for a hero. You've been holding out for a hero, a green knight upon a fiery steed. In this case, undoubtedly a crashing pelican. He's got to be strong and he's got to be fast and he's got to be ready to finish the fight. For those valiant souls who have already attained the rank of hero, you shall be rewarded. For those who are, uh, for those of you who are either just embarking on this great journey through the career rank or already underway, here is what you are working towards. Players who attain the hero rank will unlock the infinite Mark Six kit for your Mark Seven armor. So again, it's a kit. Okay, it's a kit. But these kits will allow you to customize coatings mm-hmm. and visor coatings. So that's cool. You will get the Hero Emblem set. You will get the Campaign Season armor coating for all armor cores. And you'll get the Midway Emerald armor coating for all armor cores. The Master Chief's iconic Gen 3 Mjolnir Mark VI armor from the Campaign of Halo Infinite will not feature the 117 engraving, which can instead be filled with the emblem of choice that best represents you. Speaking of Mjolnir, Mjolnir Magnificence. The Master Chief's iconic Mjolnir Mark V armor from Halo CE has been lovingly and authentically recreated as an armor kit in Halo Infinite, and will be made available in the shop during the combined arm operation, which goes live on November 14th, just in time for Halo's birthday. Both the Mark V and Infinite, uh, and Infinite Mark VI armor will be available as armor kits which have also been updated and enhanced for season five as they now allow for coding visor emblem and FX customization. That means players will have more flexibility to personalize how their Spartan looks. If they equip an armor kit rather than being locked to any specific appearance, looking at you HCS kits customization, flexibility. Here's what's coming or here's what's already out. Helmets are multi-core. You have, we've made adjustments to every helmet in Halo Infinite, which means that all 100-plus helmets in the game are available on every armor core. From Season 5 onwards, all new coatings earned in Battle Passes as ultimate rewards or purchased in the shop will be multi-core coatings. This includes coatings that are sold as part of armor sets or weapon kits. These will be marked with an identifying icon, which you've probably already seen in the game. Ultimate rewards. This is changing in season five, as these will no longer be individual rewards, but bundled. Unlocked ultimate reward emblems will apply across armor, vehicles, and weapons. Unlocked ultimate reward armor coatings will apply to all armor cores. And unlocked weapon coatings apply to all weapons that take coatings. And look at Div. Look at Div right there. Commenting on my slight jab there towards the old HCS kits. Look at that. Div says he's work, they're working on it for the HCS. Fuck yeah. That's great. Because that was one of my biggest complaints when those came out, is that you couldn't customize them at all. It's a good shit. You love to see it. Oh, and speaking of which, complete all your weekly challenges when they go live tomorrow to unlock your first ultimate reward in Season 5, the Brushfire Armor Recording for all cores. Have a great night, Subaru. Thanks for being here. Talking shop. Secure the Flood Super Bundle when Season 5 kicks off and enhance your Spartans Mark V armored casket with some horrifying new augmentations. I'm not going to read through them all, but they're in the show notes if you want to. Uh, the Defiled Spanker and uh, Sniper Rifle are there as well. Oh, and if you get the Super Bundle, you'll additionally be granted two timed exclusive armor effects the Blightland Marauder and the Hidden Malignancy. Also, there is a bundle in the shop right now where there is a sniper model that mimics
1: the Halo 3 sniper. So if you want to... I feel like that one's flying under the radar. It is. All the flood stuff. It is. But we shout it out right now.
0: So go buy it. And uh, 343, we'll expect our residuals. Check in the mail. There's a Forge overview for season five. Guess who's reading that? Not me! But there's a lot of cool shit. Seriously, there's a lot of really cool shit in there. It's a really long article. If you're interested in anything and everything Forge, go check it out. Forge AI looks awesome. Can't fucking wait. Season five reckoning launch. There is a going there's going to be, there's going to be a new equipment. It's called the Repair Field, Will. Enhance your tactical support gameplay with a new piece of equipment coming to Halo Infinite later in season five. It's called the Repair Field. Deploy a device that attaches to surface and vehicles. Okay? So I kind of think of this as like a a threat sensor, you know? Because you pop it and it'll attach to whatever you do it to. Mm This will attach to surfaces and vehicles, which, after a short arming time, emits a healing field that restores Spartan health and repairs vehicles before it eventually self-destructs. Be wary. The repair field's effects is neutral so it'll do the same for your enemies as it will for you. Um, Ikuza, I did not mention that because it wasn't included in the article I was talking about, but yes, thank you. Yes, some of the previous codings have been made as cross-coding now. And again, it's all indicated by a little indicator, I believe in the bottom right of each box. That'll bottom center. Bottom center, thank you. That'll indicate whether it's cross core. So... Ikuza, thank you for calling that up. As you can tell, there's a lot of fucking shit in this season. Um, there's a photo in the show notes for everything that's coming in season five. Um, so you have Forbidden, Prism, Extraction, Hero Rank Rewards, Battle Pass and Customization, um, Battle Pass XP and Custom Games, which does have a daily limit of
1: 7500 per day, I believe. Has anyone tried the Custom Games yet? Because I did one ffa Mm -hmm. like start to finish i only got 100 xp i think it's 100 per game so you can play 750 custom games there you go right no no more than that no no no
0: 75 100 times 10 is a thousand yeah yeah yeah. you can get 7500 per day
1: okay i was gonna say
0: anyway uh, you only get 120 per match, if I remember correctly. Okay, thanks, Riz. And the VD says you also can't do it solo. Correct, you cannot. I tried. <laughs> because I, I tried doing, like, a custom game with, like, Spartan bots um, oh, sure. for ba- for, to do Bandit starts because I, w- I was too tired to fucking play matchmaking. So, like, I'll just set up a custom game, all the bots on Spartan difficulty, um, everybody has Bandit Evo starts. I, w- I just want to see how this plays out. And, yeah, no XP given that way. Oh, 150 max per customs match. Not guaranteed to get up to 150. Thank you, Dragon. Thank you, Dragon. <sighs> There's that. Um, Just quickly moving on here. Forge AI toolkit. Fucking rad. Multi-core helmets. Love it. Bandit Evo. Divisive. Uh, forge canvases and objects coming. And then coming later in season five, we have the repair field equipment. Firefight King of the Hill. And the new operations that are coming later as well. Um, Halo three refueled playlist is coming November 14th. This is by Forge Hub. coming on November 14th, a special Halo infinite matchmaking playlist featuring fan favorite Halo three maps made on forge and one original map by Archer bloodshot shout out bloodshot MetaMat worlds. Fucking awesome. We'll celebrate the comeback of Mountain Dew game fuel. I could not be more excited for this shit. Um, the maps that are going to be included are critical dew point, which is the new map. Um, Sylvanus, which is a reimagination of Guardian, Domicile, which is a reimagination of Construct, Love Construct, Cliffside, which is a reimagination of Blackout, which is a reimagination of lockout, The Pit, which is a remake of Empyrean, High Ground, which is a remake of High Ground, Bandish Narrows, which is a reimagination of you guessed it, Narrows, and Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. As long as it has the sphincter, I'm all for the sphincter. But get that map the fuck out of this playlist. There are so many other you could fucking pick from. And you pick that. Just, you know what? As much as I don't like the map, put Foundry in there instead. Just put that in there. Why does Isolation need to be there, man? The map fucking sucks. To the people that designed that map, you'll probably never hear this, but to the people that designed that map, I'm sorry. I think that map is fucking god-awful. The only redeeming feature of that map is the sphincter. That's literally it because it's the fucking sphincter. It's hilarious. It makes the fucking gross flood sound when you go in it. That map fucking sucks. I don't want that anywhere near infinite. (sighs) That's it for the regular news.
2: Go to the games. Watch.
0: I'm not going to read the article. You're welcome. Will, but, uh, it's official. The acquisition is finalized. Xbox now owns Activision. Blizzard King. They did it. Bobby Kotick is going. Bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, you fuck. See you later. So Yeah, they did it. They they, they spent the big bucks. And they bought the big company. With the other companies. They're now owing lots of companies. Lots and lots of companies. So yeah. That's cool. I'm just waiting for games to come to Game Pass. As is literally everybody else. So... Hopefully we don't have another Redfall situation. Apparently Redfall got their performance updates and now it runs at 60 FPS. Fucking rad. That's great. Um, they added some other stuff to that game. Hopefully people are enjoying it. But, uh, just wanna, you know. Cool for them. Yay! But the real cool thing, Will, was when Adam Apicella replied to Phil Spencer's tweet about now purchasing Activision Blizzard King. And he said the following, Hey, Phil, congrats on the acquisition. Activision Blizzard is a perfect fit. Amidst the massive move you made, you also gained a small but mighty asset called MLG. More than ever, that brand is needed in today's rudderless esports world. Would love to be involved in that resurrection. I've operated every title on the planet, including those first party franchises near and dear to you in Activision Blizzard Halo, COD, WoW, Gears, Hearthstone, Overwatch, etc. You could change the entire industry by leveraging your own library of games and those of your partnered publishers. I'd love a crack at building the greatest consumer marketing series on the planet, leveraging the best esports brand ever created. My kid is still awake right now and she's screaming. I heard that. I heard it too. So, yeah, Adam, that'd be fucking dope. And uh, Phil, you were at Worlds. Get Adam. Bring the old teams back. That'd be kind of rad. That's it for Cod and the Games Watch. It's time for.
1: Oh, never mind. We'll watch you play. Well, with traveling and whatnot, I've only played Infinite. So, yeah, Bandit Evo starts.
0: Bandit Evo starts. It is here.
1: Um, I told them earlier, or chat earlier, and told you earlier that it's a fine weapon. I know it has its purpose, but it's not as fun as the BR, in my opinion. And that's that.
0: I agree. For the very limited time that I've spent with it, this is going to sound stupid, but it it, it just... it feels boring to use. Okay. Like it's a viable weapon. Like it's obviously a viable weapon. It gets you the kills, all that fun stuff, but like, it just feels boring to use. Maybe that's because I just love the BR and that's fine. I, I accept that if that's the case, but it just feels boring to use. Like, like tools had mentioned like last week or the week before there really is nothing else like hitting a perfect though. Yeah. And like you said, it is, it is very satisfying to get that Perfect like the Halo five pistol. Um, now the Bandit Evo in this game, it, it does feel great to get that perfect and to hear Jeff Stites in the background, but like, I don't know. Again, this may sound fucking stupid, but like I said, you didn't really get them as much with the BR. So I just felt like it was more rewarding with the BR when you got a perfect. Sure. You know, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm off my fucking rocker whatever. Um, what I am excited for though, is as we always say, I'm excited to see the pros get their hands on it. Um, I'm excited to see what I would love to see. And I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't want to, but, uh, Tashi did say that they're going to be doing like those, some online stuff in the off season on face it. I would love to see, um, any of these top teams get in there and test their hand. You know, it is online. It doesn't matter literally at all, but, I'd love to see how they play with it. I think it'd be really fun to see these top teams actually playing each other, not just a matchmaking game. So sure. love to see that happen. Um, I also played some infinite, tried out Firefight King of the hill at worlds was really fucking fun. Can't wait for that to actually release. And then I was playing some MCC on the steam deck all weekend. Justin and I were going back and forth. We're playing Reach's campaign. So.
1: All
2: right.
0: It's a fun time. Nice. Convinced him to buy a steam deck. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what happened there. Oh, man. All right. That's it for rules adventures. Let's get into some shout-outs. <laughs> happy belated birthday to Frosty and T-Squared. You guys are awesome. And I also found it, like, so fitting that Frosty's birthday, I believe, was, like, right before the tournament. Yeah. And so a nice little birthday present for him. For sure. Yep. So shout-out, Frosty. Happy birthday to you. Um, Happy birthday to T-Squared. T-Squared was at World's repping that uh, SSG straight ripping merch. Love to see it. Love to see it. Shout out to everyone who donated to Gamers Outreach during the Halo World Championship to help raise over $12,500. That's fucking awesome. You guys are great. Thank you guys for donating. Thank you guys for tuning into the streams over at the Gamers Outreach section. Really fucking cool. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Give me a second. We have, uh, hourglass, fin- uh, Phoenix Fire, Elf, Be short. It's Snake, Faceless Ginger. Oh God, it's Scopes, Score, Dredgen, Sinister, Fezy or Fezy, Mister Fusion, Fusion, Viper Lash, Rose, Josh, not me. Um, Lemiric, Super Shadow, Herc, Costa, Jack James, the Certified Richard, Scotty, Master Chief, Bullseye, Prism Break, Scotty, Bam Bam, Music Fiend, Div, and Vaporus. Thank you guys for the follows, greatly appreciated. Lvt. Thank you guys for the raid earlier. You guys are fucking great. Thank you so much. That was so nice. John with the five-month resub. Ashley with the seven-month resub. The anonymous gifter with the anonymous gifted sub. Danny with the uh, eight-month resub. Jesus Christ. John with the five gifted. I'm trying to, like, read as I do this. Rasta with the two-month resub. Chica with the 16-month resub. Tara with the three-month resub. Um, Rob with the two-month re-sub. Uh, Mr. Fusion with the new sub. Space Station with the three-month sub. Danny Phantom with the seven-month sub. Smiley with the seven-month sub. Absent with the three-month primer. Spring King with the new sub. You guys are all amazing. Y'all get all... Oh, woo! Fuck yeah. Daddy, thanks for the bits. As always. Hashtag...
1: Bit by bit. Thank you.
0: Actually, I think we had... Uh, Mr. Epic Beast, thank you for the 100 bits as well. Oh, very nice. I thought I saw another one in there. You guys are fucking great. And then shout out to everyone who's a patron of the semi-pro and higher tiers. That's Rastamucky Jr., Ricky Snegu, Raider Hater, Peanut Mutt, One Swollen Danny, Danny Phantom, Rizneck, Zarners, Obby Joy, Mr. Smiley, High Tech Redneck, Goalie Sniper, The Only Need. Heavy Rainfall, uh, Lady Dartboard, and Carnage. Thank you guys for the extra support over on the Patreon. Patreon content for October, we will be recording on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This coming Sunday. Yes.
0: We'll be recording this coming Sunday. So stay tuned for all that. It's going to be a great time. Can't wait. Except for the shout-outs. Let's get into some community creations. Halo memes are there every day. Red.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Go check that out. HCS Worlds Animation by Prometheus. Check that out on Twitter. Believe the hype merch by Maniac. Believe the hype merch is available right now. And there is a jersey in there that looks sick, and I might have to fucking buy it.
1: I'm surprised you didn't already.
0: I'm surprised, too, because I actually kind of forgot. But, hey, this is why it's in the show notes, so I don't forget, you know? <laughs> Sure. HCS trading cards by James Clark. If you've been paying attention on the set, I don't know if you're even able to see them on the set, but behind Will, there's an I got your pistola trading card. And behind me, there's a Walshy trading card. And uh, on the back of the of the Walshy trading card, I believe it might even be none other than Lottie herself. So there you go. I got a, got a Lottie Walshy card. And a Pistola, I believe, lunchbox is on the back of that card. So a Pistola lunchbox card as well. Those are going to stay on the set. Yeah, Juan, he did have Pistola, so fuck you. Um, so yeah, shout out to James Clark for the trading cards. They're fucking awesome. Um, Shopify Rebellion Thoughts on Worlds by Shopify Rebellion. They put out a little bit of content for in the tournament. Go check that out. Phase Signs of the Camera Lens by David Sandman. One of the coolest fucking things ever. Like I was literally standing next to Dave when he said that he wanted to do it. Yeah. And, uh, he actually was able to get it done. Um, super, super fucking cool. He saved the lens that it's, oh my God. So such a fucking cool thing. And then, uh, well, I don't like how he handled a tournament, a community tournament that was handled a, a while ago. Accelerate put out a video for a Halo Infinite CPU fix, which from what I, like I did it, it's it's a registry edit. It's a very small Windows registry edit. Um, Now, okay, let me put this out there. You should not, you see, I don't think he said this in his video. Obviously, he knows about PC stuff. That's obvious. He plays mouse and keyboard. He plays a lot of PC titles. He's, he's big into PC stuff. I get it. He knows this shit but I need to make sure that this is put out there and people understand you should not just go willy nilly editing your windows registry files. Don't do that. Okay. You can heavily fuck up your system. If you just go in and willy nilly change windows, window, windows registry files. Don't do it unless you know what you're doing. Okay. Okay. That being said, supposedly it does it's not for everybody but supposedly um there are systems out there where infinite will not utilize all your cores okay when you're playing the game therefore increasing the amount of stutter so on and so forth and not as great a performance i'm not talking about frames i'm just talking about like stutters and uh consistency in in the game right stability with this windows registry edit that he includes in his video, if you want to know the fix, skip to like three quarters of the way through the video. That's when he actually gets to it. There's a single windows, uh, windows registry file that uh, just needs to be edited once. And then once you do that, it makes it so infinite along with other parts of your, com- like other processes of your computer will utilize all the cores and all the threads. Okay. Therefore, hopefully increasing stability Therefore, hopefully reducing the amount of stutter again, this isn't going to increase the amount of frames you get in the game. That's not the intention. It's to make the game more stable as a whole. Now I only did this last night, so I haven't really fully tested it, but apparently for a lot of people, it's done wonders. There are some people that even accelerated states in the video that it didn't do anything for, but you could test it out if you're interested. But again, do not willy nilly edit your windows registry files. Don't do that. Do your research first. Make sure you're not going to fuck anything else up. Then go ahead. That's it for Community Creations. Will. Yeah. That's all I got for the show. Therefore, if you wouldn't mind plugging this bitch.
1: Yeah. um, I'm going to take a little extra time on this because of the LVT raid that happened earlier. It seems we have some new people hanging around. So for those who are watching live, this is also released on podcast services like iTunes, Podbean, Spotify and Josh's favorite. Pocket cast. Still not in that. Maybe someday though. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Um, We do have a public discord. If you'd like to join that, link is provided in the Google doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point show notes in chat. Or we have a link tree on our Twitter that gets you into the discord. Speaking of Twitter, we're on some social media sites like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yes, we're still on Facebook and TikTok. Shout out Juan. Shout out Juan for the shorts all in one and chat. Wonderful. Um, If you want to reach out to us, normally Twitter's the way to go. Oh, there we go. He's pointing to the sticker. All in one right Um, there, baby. Shorts are also on YouTube where we post all our VODs, our old interview series, anything like that. It's all on YouTube. Some extra content there. And then if you love the show, love our content, we have a Patreon where you can subscribe. There's three or four different tiers, actually. Maybe even five. If I'm. I think there's four. Well, five of you include supporter. Exactly. Five tiers. Yeah. Four, four of them will get you some extra content, an extra audio show, the next level up, an extra video show, and then at the highest level, you get to do a little something special with us.
0: little well, some, something, Actually, oh, yeah. I think there is four. Four? Now, they, now they come. Now come to think of now it. Now come to think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's two, five, 10,
1: 25. Hot four damn. Um, we used to have a website, hcsprotok.com. But it doesn't, it doesn't go there anymore. You can still type it in if you want. But it actually goes to EvolvedHalo.com. You're
0: home for Halo!
1: Because we've partnered with the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. And make sure to go check out their shows if you're into the, the lore side of Halo with their shows. Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief. If you want to check out stuff about the Paramount Plus show, Halo TV Plus. We were on a couple episodes. We, we were. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about the Halo books. In their book club. If you're interested in the uh, mega construct series, they have a show built with blocks. They just have a news headline story, which is called Halo Headlines, and then Halo Gear Guide as well. So make sure to go check out the fine folks at Podcast Evolved.
0: You want you wanna know like a really cute story, real quick? Just real quick. Yeah. This has to do with Juan.
1: I have a couple of a st- uh, like event stories and like travel I should have told too. We'll hit these here at the end real quick. okay, sweet
0: uh, want to I wanna I want to just say this real quick about Juan uh, we were talking to Golden Boy um he was buying merch and I, I just I went and stopped him and we're and we're all just shooting the shit uh, and Juan like Juan tried to like introduce himself to Golden Boy. And Golden Plays like, I fucking know who you are. What are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, Juan, oh. I love you so much. Oh, my God. It was so funny. It was just so cute. Oh, that's great. Like, who doesn't fucking know who Juan is? Are you kidding me? Dude makes amazing content. Come on now.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. All right. <laughs> so I I, I got to tell this first story. Please do. I get on the plane.
0: Mm. and on Did my you b- sit next to Petey? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had... I had two pins in my backpack yeah. the Master Chief helmet and Guilty Spark. Mm. And as I sat down and put my bag under the seat, the pins got lifted and flung off. Mm. I'm like, shit. And all I could find was the Master Chief helmet. Mm-hmm. I also found a Dragon Ball with the five stars on the plane, a pin, which I thought was like, hey, this is cool. That's I I really a, fun. I now have cool. a Dragon Ball. I've collected one of them. I made a fusion
0: uh, reference earlier to the show, did. too.
1: Um Look at that? And I'm like, I can't find Guilty Spark. It's just fucking gone. So I was like, cut my losses, get off the plane in Seattle, and I'm walking around and my shoe is fucking squeaking. Er, er, er. I finally sit down and look. My pin was in Ew, my shoe. fuck! Like just fucking in the shoe. Whoa. So I grabbed. It was firmly in there. Firmly in there. Did
0: you firmly grasp it? I had
1: to. <laughs> firmly grasp it. So I got my Guilty Spark pin back. It's still in my suitcase. <laughs> which I thought was great. I also forgot to bring shoes to Seattle. I was in... Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, I, so I was getting ready in the morning and I'm like, I'm going to go throw my bags in the car and I had like basically my house shoes or slippers on. Throw the bags this in the car. This motherfucker's
0: got house shoes.
1: It's convenient. I don't, you know, you got to go in the garage, throw away trash or, you know, outdoor fridge. Let me soda. introduce
0: you to the wonderful world of the shoe that I fucking despise, but still wear anyway. Crocs.
1: Yeah. I just, I got like a, a pair of hay Dudes basically that I slip on and off, but I don't. Oh, so we got to talk about Blaze too. So I, uh, yeah, get to the airport, get dropped off. And I look down, I'm like, I forgot my fucking shoes. I'm still in the hay Dudes and had to, uh, I stopped, stopped at the van store in Seattle, so now I have some Seattle vans, which I'm excited about. There you go. Seattle vans. Random, random shit. Travel shit. Blaze story. What do you got?
0: Well, I, I have two. I have two stories as well, one of which uh, very, very much so contemplated talking about. Fuck it. Actually, first, let's give a shout-out to Tools. Uh, Tools, you were technically the first person other than Will to get a world sticker... Because he stopped me like as we were entering the venue for day one, um, so gotta give a shout out to Tools. He literally followed followed me like he's he, we had to go back down the escalator or something, mm. um, because we we were trying to get to like the FedEx that was down there, and he's like, "Can I follow you down to get a sticker?" I'm like, fuck yeah! that I genuinely believe is the first person besides you oh, to that's get awesome. a world sticker. So shout out oh, Tools. Yeah, shout out Tools. Yep. Um. Okay, let's we'll do the we'll do the blaze story first, and then I want to talk about Keith David because oh. yeah, I got I, I can't I can't not talk about it because it was something that it was one of the greatest moments I think I've ever experienced because it was so fucking weird, and if you whoever lasted this long into the episode, you are so welcome right now because you are about to experience. Remember the Crocs moment with blaze yeah that is easily one of the greatest things ever this is right up yeah this is right up there with that moment okay but first let's talk about the blaze croc situation so for those who don't know uh go watch the kansas city post show or go listen to the kansas city post show and go watch or listen to the the blaze croc story it is one of the greatest things ever Period. Okay. I didn't, for context, I didn't think sport mode was a real thing with croc owners. I didn't think it was real. had no idea. Snag was with us. He's like, oh, it's fucking real. Blaze was at the after party for KC and he was wearing crocs and they were in sport mode. Okay. I thought it was a joke. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking go talk to him. So I'm like, fuck you snag. So I go up. That might've been where fuck you snag originated. Maybe, Uh, maybe, but I go up to blaze and I'm like, Hey, I'm really sorry to ask. This This is going to sound fucking stupid, but sport mode, his literal reaction was, Oh shit. Sport (laughs) mode. And he fucking, he, he puts his Crocs in sport mode. and starts zooming in the bar. (laughs) like, Fucking just zoom oh, in the bar. It was great. So from Such that moment, sign. yes, from that moment, I knew that I had to buy him a custom set of Crocs. So I did. I went on Etsy. I found a seller that makes custom painted Crocs, and I bought him a custom set. They're off-brand. They're not actual Crocs. They're off-brand. But I bought him an off-brand custom painted pair of Crocs that have a red and blue paint splatter effect on them. And then have the HCS logo in the middle of each one, and then on the lip says Blaze. Yeah. Now, if he puts it in sport mode, Blaze is upside down, so that kind of defeats the purpose. But if he has them just on normally, it has Blaze on the lip. I, I thought they were fucking hilarious. I got them, and I d- I was determined that I was going to get them and give them to him in person at Worlds. We finally find him at the event. I think it was Friday. We finally find him, and I'm like Blaze. I have something for you, and he was he was recording it, and so was Juan. I think I think he posted Juan's video on Instagram. Um, so go look up guy Blaze on Instagram. But I took him out of the backpack. I had him behind his back. He didn't know I had him behind his back, and then I gave him to him. and He flipped the fuck out, and it was just, it was just a really cool thing because I wanted to do it all year, and we finally got it done, and now he has a custom custom set of Crocs. It's just funny. So there's that. So shout out blaze guy. You're fucking amazing. And, uh, I think you bring a lot of passion and energy to the stage. Uh, the way you interact with the crowd is amazing and you're just really fucking cool. So I hope you enjoy them. There you go. And yes, we will have you on the show eventually. Don't worry. Okay. Let's talk about Keith, David. Keith David. Again, I very much contemplated talking about this on the show because this doesn't necessarily paint Keith in the right light, but I get it. He's a very busy individual. Uh, There was a lot of stuff going on that day. Um, But regardless, I have to talk about it because genuinely it was fucking hilarious. It was fucking hilarious. So they had a signing. With all three of the voice actors that were there at Worlds, so Steve Downs, Jen Taylor, and Keith Keith David. Okay, it was a first come first serve in the line. We're all getting in line. We're all hanging out. We're having a good time. We're waiting to get through. I have one of the series on my phone, as, and we're just watching it, and it was a fun time. We get to the front. Maddie Rums is in front of me. It, it goes Maddie Rums, goalie sniper, myself. Okay. Maddie has a, uh, has one of the art prints that halo collector was given out. Shout out halo collector, by the way. Fuck. Um, also shout out sky real quick. Shout out sky of three, four, three for his art print as well. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. And, uh, I can't wait to fucking hang that up. So he has, he has his art print out and he puts it on the table. And, uh, we're we're waiting to get it signed, and and Keith is just sitting there, and we're like, "All right, yep, he's the first in line. He's the first in line." It goes, it's go, it goes. Keith, David, Steve, Downs, Jen, Taylor, in that order. So Maddie puts a sprint down. And we're waiting to get it signed, and Keith's just sitting there. And he gets what we get. He gets what we appear to believe is like a notification on his phone. So he takes his phone out. He opens his phone, unlocks it, looking through some things, looking through some things. Okay. Then he opens up YouTube on his phone. (laughs) He just starts watching a YouTube video. And we're, again, we're all standing there just like in awe of what is happening right There's now. There's a line. There's a line. There's a giant ass line. So we're in awe and just watching this happen. So then the the woman that was standing next to, like one of the people like trying to get the line moving and whatnot, she looks to Justin and was like, oh, if you want to start with them first and uh, like, oh, if you guys want to start like here first with like Jen and Steve, Justin literally was like, Keith is the only signature I need because he brought his halo Two limited edition steel book. And so he, and he just needed Keith's signature because he had the other two already. And so we're just chilling and he's just watching a YouTube videos. So then, um, somebody comes up, I believe he was, he was working with Keith. Um, like, I don't know if handler is the right term, but like I, he was like traveling with him. It seemed like,
1: yeah, we throughout um, the event. We had we in the elevator. He yeah, was yeah. in the elevator yeah, with he, us too. He escorted Keith down to his car. We'll say escort. Yeah, we'll say escort.
0: Um, he came up and was he and he was like, "Hey Keith, can we we're we're doing signings?" Um. Wait, Riz, do we have wait? Do we have drops right now? What? Shout out HTS if we do. Um, I didn't fucking notice. So, regardless. Uh, John, this is why I didn't want to necessarily use the word escort because I know people are going to think it's taken out of context, but no, he just had somebody that was, that was with him, like navigating him and whatnot. So, um, the guy comes over and was like, Hey Keith, we're we're doing, we're doing signatures. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. We've had drops almost the entire time. Oh shit. Thanks. Let's go. Thanks guys. Uh, so he, he's still just watching a YouTube video on his phone like this whole time. So i Like again, surreal moment. So I'm just like, no offense to Keith, he's like, he's fucking, he's doing a thing. It's
1: okay. It was about, if I timed it right, it was about at the hour mark when he took out his phone of signing things too. There you go. Like, there you go. It had been a while.
0: Sam, that's perfect. His assistant. That's that's a greater way to look at it. So, um, so then, while he's still looking at his phone, watching a YouTube video, I look over at Maddie, who again, it's Maddie, Justin, myself, and we're just waiting. And so I look over at Maddie, and we both look each other in the eye. We both give each other like that, like, what the fuck is going on? Look, like, what is this? This is so weird. So then Jen, Jen, at the end of the table, like, looks over, is like, hey, what are we doing, guys? Hey, guys, what are we doing? And then then Keith is like, oh, yeah, shit. Then he puts his phone down and gets back to
1: it. I... It was the funniest. Wait, did you tell the part where the like his assistant told him like, "Hey, we need to sign this." Yeah, I said that. Okay, yeah, okay. I was like reading chat. No, so.
0: you're fine. It was the it was the um it was the woman who was trying to get the line moving.
1: Yeah, She yeah, was yeah. first.
0: Then it was his assistant, and then it was Jen Taylor,
1: and finally after Jen Taylor, yes,
0: and Jen like what's like, is Jen said it with gusto. And and she's like, what are we doing, guys? What's going on? And then and Keith is like, oh yeah, shit. And then he puts his phone down and then gets back to signing. I we we got our stuff signed. And again, this is not this is not no shade towards Keith. Like, it's a it's been a long fucking day. He just wants to take a break, probably. I get it. I fully understand. It's just the way it happened and the fact that we were the ones that right (laughs) then and there that got to witness the whole thing happen. Like, holy shit! We 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 finish getting stuff side, we walk away, and we all just like standing like, what the fuck just happened? So that was that in my opinion, like that was one of those Blaze moments where it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is a thing that actually happened at an event. So Shout out Keith David. Yeah. Dude's a fucking ball. He didn't give a fuck. It was so awesome. He like I said, he probably just needed a moment to himself. He probably just like I've been here for a long time. I'm going to take a little breaky break. We'll get through the line anyway. We're here for 90 minutes. We're going to be okay. And yeah. It's yeah. so like fucking shout out Keith
1: David. That was so fucking funny.
0: And then to top it all off, like we hinted at earlier, we were in an elevator with him. Yeah. On his way out of the
1: event. At the end of the day. Yep. It was or so fucking once funny. Once he was done. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah.
0: Shout out Keith David. Trying to think uh oh talk to Lucid's dad, uh, Tiger Tom, shout out. Oh yeah. Um talk to him when we were at GameWorks? Oh nice. Yeah, he he was with his family. Um and he talked about how he almost didn't like make it. His of like flight and the uh, hotel bullshit. And yeah, he's like um I owe you a drink. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I owe you a drink. I never got my drink.
1: Oh. The fuck? What do you owe you a drink for? I don't know. He just said he wanted to buy me one. Am I like, right? Oh, okay. He didn't buy me one. Well, Thanks a lot, Tiger Tom. We were kind of bouncing around anyway. Appreciate it. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit.
0: He'll be here again sometime. Oh, shit. Oh, I did. He did get his stickers, so. Tiger Tom? Yeah, because you gave him to him, didn't I you? Gave
1: him, I gave him, yeah, stickers.
0: Met APG's dad in the bathroom. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was funny. I'm trying to be honest with you. I'm, I'm being an asshole, right? I know it's late, but like somebody said that they only have 11 minutes left on their drops and I'm trying to make sure they get them here. So I'm kind of filling time, but APG's dad in the bathroom. Um, we like, I forget exactly what we were talking about. He's super nice. Very fucking nice. Uh, and he goes, we got, this is a fucking Paul. Uh, Paul, she was in the bathroom too. This oh. asshole. So, uh, I, he, he, APG's dad's like, "Who do you have? Who do you got winning it?" And I go. Oh, I, I mean, I got, I got Faze winning it, and then Paul, she's like, "Boo!" And I'm like, "Fuck you, Pula." Um, and APG's dad is like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm APG's dad." So I'm like, "Ah shit! <laughs> Why is it every time? Literally, I met Hook's dad when Hook was competing." Um fucking what event was that? That was DreamHack Denver. I met Hook's dad at DreamHack Denver and I didn't have their team winning. Yeah. And I'm like, you mo- why am I fucking meeting these why am I meeting these parents at the most inopportune fucking time? <sighs> so either way, APG's dad, shout out to him, super nice. Um I'm trying to remember if there's anything else I was like, holy shit about. I can't entirely remember to be honest.
1: Um, I, I mean, just a couple starstruck moments. I did run into APG and collect outside the bar, dope, which was really cool. Yeah, chatted with them for a little bit. Very nice. I kind of, stu- I I may have had a drink or two and was stumbling over my words trying to talk to APG. So I hope I didn't come off like an idiot, but I tried. <sighs> They're both super nice. They are both very nice. Collect was
0: at the uh, collect was at the restaurant we were at on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, shout out collect. Onwards and upwards next year. Um, Beth, that's the thing is that I didn't I didn't say that. <laughs> like obviously I love that roster and I think that organization's great, but like no, I didn't. fucking, You know, I wanted base to win. Um, it was a pretty cool looking jersey Dragon, It's a pretty cool looking jersey I'm not going to lie to you, I think it was a little too busy I'm a minimal jersey kind of guy it, I'll even go as far as to say this I think like the SSG jersey is a little busy Really? I do, I, I'm going to say it, I'll go out and say it But I do want the hoodie, hashtag release the hoodie I'll fucking buy the hoodie, I'll wear well, the hoodie It's
1: it's busy but in like a muted point So yes. like the, the logo shines The little swipes on the sides The stripes and the, like the Yeah Shout out
0: all the different stickers that SSG had at their booth, including the one that's on their jersey, that logo, yeah.
1: and the fucking SSG's, this one. This will probably be the busiest thing you ever see me in. This jersey right here, the Xbox, or the Mountain Dew one. Yep. See, Collect
0: is fucking amazing. Like, Collect is easily one of the best. Also, uh, Rizlax, thank you for the follow. I apologize for not saying that earlier. Welcome to the live show. Hope you get your drops. Hope you get your drops. Um... Yeah. Fucking shout out PD. You're oh, yeah. light. Wonderful human being. Oh, one of the best. Easily one of the best. Like fucking by far. Shout out Grace. We got our woos. Technically got our woos. Shout out Dayquil. You're fucking awesome. Shout out Dragonite.
1: Yeah. Shout out everybody. 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 Honestly, like. Every fucking Sunday person. night at the restaurant bar we were at was just incredible chatting, hanging out. It was, everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Good times.
0: Shout out Maddie for actually sitting down. Yeah.
1: Took him forever. It did.
0: What's up, Salas? Welcome back. Good to see you. Um, oh no, dragon. they like, obviously people are going to want them. You know, I'm just, I just like more of a minimalistic look to be completely honest. Like, did I buy the Mountain Dew jersey? Yes. Will I rock it outside of my house? Probably not. I think it's too busy. But I want to support it. I I do like how it looks, but I just won't be outside rocking. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I just like the
1: that the, guy, the one one seven on the back. The do the do. I'm the like do the do.
0: Yeah. Fucking firm. You know. You know what jersey I love though? What's that? From this event. Genuinely fucking love. That guy right there, the Phase One.
1: Yeah, maybe they should have done something like a skin like that in the game versus the sand one.
0: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that they had a sand jersey too. Yeah, I know. that did match their coding. But no, I, I agree know. with you. I agree. Um,
1: I didn't even really get to check this thing out that much.
0: I, I love how it has the Halo World Championship 2023 on the sleeve. Uh, it's got the Phase, the Phase on the sleeve. On the back, it has HCS, the HCS logo. Oh, I can
1: see
2: it right as well.
0: There. Yeah. All right. All None right. of the fucking moon pay shit.
1: Yeah. That's usually ever. Never oh my ever God. Seen. I'm
0: so glad they got away from that shit. So fucking glad. Um, John, I agree. Shout out to that restaurant. Fucking elephant and cable. Is that what it was? Case? Elephant and Kate. I thought it was elephant and cable. I could be wrong. Cable sound castle. Like elephant castle. And castle. Jesus Christ. Cable. Yeah. Elephant and castle. Now the food was pretty good. They were not busy at, all three days we went. Yeah, <laughs> we went there literally all three days, and they weren't busy all three days. It was Saturday. Awesome. SSG, Game oh work. SSG, that's right. But I thought, wait, wait, didn't we go after? We weren't at the SSG thing
1: the whole time because they closed at eleven. Gotcha. Yeah, you guys went out. Ah. Uh, you guys went after game works. I went home or to the B and B. There you go.
0: There you go. So yeah, we went every single night. Um, but no, it was great. The jinks, were the, the jinx, the drinks were really good. Wasn't a fan of the penicillin, but that was my fault. The bees knees, B's knees were fucking lit. That was weird. Holy shit. Riz, if you're still here, I hope you got your drops. It has been 11 minutes. There you go. I imagine there's a lot more that I'm forgetting right now. um, That what we can probably talk about at a later time, but I think that's all I got now. Will I know we've been out. We've been live for a long fucking time.
1: Yep. Uh, We have, what was the record? I don't know. We're getting,
0: (laughs) Will's like, let's not try to fucking hit that record right now. Please. No. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, with that, I think this is as good a time as any to end the show. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out tonight. Yeah. Shout out HCS for giving us drops. Fucking, I didn't even realize that happened. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for turning that on. Uh, For those that tuned in, got your drops. Hope you enjoy it. Um, Yeah. Worlds 2023, the greatest event I think we've ever had. By far. And they only got better as the year went on that. I know we have a meta change and whatnot with the bandit, but that seriously just makes me so fucking excited for next year. If the competition is this close already. Oh my God, man.
1: I just hate we have to wait so long. I agree.
0: I agree. What the fuck Tashi? What the fuck? (laughs) The one, the one thing that I don't like is that we, we have to wait till January to get info. That's what I don't like. Now, granted, I will say, I fully understand that they probably don't have everything locked down yet, and they don't want to make an announcement until they do.
1: And then they usually take a holiday break between mid-December to January first. Yes.
0: So I do understand it, but yes, I I'd be lying if i if I didn't say that. Like i I would have loved for there to be something teased at Worlds, just something, anything. You don't need the first three events. You don't need the first two events. But like if you could just get could could have just given us the first event date. Oh, that would have been so great. But alas, here we are. And not even saying the preseason stuff, because the preseason stuff fell through like a bitch last year. So or this year technically. So would have liked an event announcement at Worlds. We didn't get it. It is what it is. J- January is a good amount away. Whatever. Which again, just makes me believe that the first event we're going to get is in February, which is going to suck because it's so fucking close. Sure. That, that's an assumption. We don't know. It's an assumption. There you go. I'm rambling. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 309 of HCS pro talk or world's 2023 post show for those tuning in live for almost four hours. Thank you so much for being here. Whether again, you tuned in for five minutes. You tuned in for the whole, sh- the whole show. The whole show. Thank you so very much for doing so. Shout out to the HCS for allowing drops on the channel at, at the last second. You guys are awesome. Div, please let us know when those unlocks will be happening for the Mountain Dew Code because we stupidly entered it in earlier than we should have. Um, we want to rock the cosmetics in the game. We'll be back next week to talk about probably more of the Bandit Evo. Will's going to have a lot of hours clocked in by then. I'm excited to hear his thoughts. Oh, you will. I'm excited to hear his thoughts. Hopefully, I'll get some time in as well. It's going to be a good time. Guys, thanks again. We'll be back next week. What a great fucking year. What a great fucking tournament. You guys are awesome. Love you. We'll see you next week. But until then.